Julia Roberts rescues water. WWE invades SNL, and it's the biggest week ever for illegal dance moves. This week on 30 Hi, everybody. Welcome to 302010, the Laser Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine, taking you back one, two, three decades, 30, 20, and 10 years ago in a single week of pop culture history. Look at the movies, news, TV, television. TV and television? Do we dare? God, I suck at this. <laughs> Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. <laughs> Who else is with me? I'm Diana Goodman. Reach out and touch me. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, uh, don't, because, you know, social distancing keeps yeah. us true. Keep us healthy. Mm. And it's me, Sarah. And you know what? It's called boobs, Antista. All right. All right. I can't wait to learn what <laughs> boobs are about. But uh, this is... Such a huge week, and like for three totally disparate reasons. Like, I think we have my three big highlights have nothing to do with one another and aren't even in the same medium in every single decade. I'm a very excited boy to tell you all about the games and movies that came out this week. Speaking of games, we have a big, giant game show featuring the games uh, we covered from an entire month of 2010, featuring big convos about The Sims, Super Mario 3, and Bioshock 2, featuring the Video Game Apocalypse Boys. Matt Allen, Mr. Diana Goodman, Michael Raparez. You can get that for five bucks by being a $5 patron at patreon.com slash laser time. You'll also get a bunch of uh, bonus times. We just talked about traumatic childhood movies and uh, mm. Bernie Sanders versus Joe Biden, which is something some people care about, and how to introduce cats to one another, which I have failed at. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys. But to get into 302010, we're talking about March 13th through the 19th. If you don't know the show format by now, I don't know why I need to explain it anymore. We talk about the world 30, 20, and 10 years ago. We're talking about the week of March 13th and 19th. Happy birthday to me. And we start, as always, in 1990. And then, of course, the next segment is 2020. And then after that, 2010. But we got to start in 1990. We're fresh out of the 80s. And uh, that is proven on the 13th by the USSR reforms the Constitution and elects Gorbachev as president. His his birthmark is vice president. That's a good Dennis Miller joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice job, Tati. And that's all I know about Gorbachev. He appeared at the end of Street Fighter 2. Hmm. He played a Zangief. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and that's it. Diane, any other information there? I think he also did a Louis Vuitton campaign a couple of years ago. Is that yeah. a joke? Yeah. Okay. No, it's not a joke. He's gotten ads for things and you're like, why? What? Does he have like a Nobel Peace Prize? What are you <laughs> doing? A wild decision. Yeah, even Bob yeah. Dole appeared in a Pepsi commercial. Let's talk yeah. about his boner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we keep moving towards democracy, which will super totally work out in Russia. I, yeah, I believe. I mean, we're not really calling it that yet. We're still the USSR. Like, no, no, we're still communists. We're just going to open things up a little bit. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's kind of how that's going to go. In 30 years to the day, I think it's Russia has just improved a statute to preserve Putin's power for much, much, much longer. Okay, and you're going to hear from time to time we're introducing new cats into the studio. That would be... Uh, Figaro the Cat and Catrick Swayze <laughs> talking to one another. Two great names. They're having a little argument. It's fine. Yeah. 
Um, uh, and, and then on 18th, what? The largest art theft in U.S. history. Um, wow. Pierce Brosnan, nothing to do with it? Usually the French are better at that sort of thing. You think? Usually. I mean, there was that guy, the Italian guy who just like up and walked off with the Mona Lisa that one time. Right. Really? Yes. That's pretty fun. That's yeah, no, fun. that happened. Yeah. He just wandered off with it because he decided, well, it's Italian and it should be ours. <laughs> yeah. So am I. And he was like, I he, love it. He basically put it under his coat and walked off. Yeah. He was like, I love it so much. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it belongs with his people. Yes. It's just like the scene in Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. And, uh, yes. I, meanwhile, the only evidence the left behind was laser burned pair of yoga pants. Sorry, that's an entrapment reference, and no one should get that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Twelve paintings worth about two hundred million dollars are taken from the Gardner Museum in Boston, and they've never been recovered. Ooh, they la, have la. never been recovered in thirty years. There is a still ten million dollar reward out the Gardner Museum at gardnermuseum.org actually has like a whole section of their website about what happened, what was stolen, a couple Rembrandts of Vermeer. Yeah, uh, some serious, serious artwork. That's, I always love hearing about art theft just because it's so interesting because mm-hmm. people who own these now, mm-hmm. they can't really display that. Like, that's, you can't do anything yeah, That's with why them. I feel like it's impossible. One you can't asshole. can't them. Who would buy these things other than an asshole to brag about them to everyone? Yeah, it's very Everybody should know this by now. Unless yep. it's a conspiracy from the globalist Illuminati. Uh, if I say <laughs> R.A.P. Alex Jones, uh, he might die in prison <laughs> this week after his DWI. But, um... <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. N- never recovered. Right, Kit. It's yep. true, Kitty. And they're... So they're really nice. Christ in the Storm on the Sea of Galilee by Rembrandt is a gorgeous painting, and it it belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> All right, can we get into the movies of 1990? Because there are strangely a lot this week. Quite a few. It's it's an assemblage. That is for fucking sure. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Well, you want to start out with something that man, this belongs in the 80s, but it's not. Blind Fury. Rutger Hauer is Adoichi in America Man. Are you kidding? That's is that it. what this is? That's what this is. Okay, we got a, uh, a, I didn't, a direct adaptation, huh? Uh, with yep. with also Terry O'Quinn, Locke, uh, and Howard Hughes from Rocketeer, which I just watched. Oh. Um, <laughs> Rutger Hauer is Nick Parker. The blind Zorro. A gentleman. Nice doggy. In a violent world. This is easy. And what seems impossible to us, he can do with his eyes closed. I also do circumcision. Blind Fury, rated R. Are Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I had no idea this exists. And this is you're right. This is eighties as shit. Yeah, it is very eighties as shit. But no, it's nineteen ninety. Yeah, uh, Rutger Hauer is the guy. He was like blinded during the Vietnam War. And uh, the local villagers, like, nursed him back to help. And he trained him to his other senses and <laughs> made so, him a swordsman. That's so wonderful. The the wow. Vietnamese taught Rudger Howard the way of the samurai. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Exactly. Buy oh, it. my God. White people are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is based on a very famous Japanese series of films. Uh, yeah. Blind Swordsman. Uh, yeah, Satoichi. Satoichi. It's, uh, apparently, it's loosely based on Satoichi Challenged. Um, which is the 17th of the Satoichi films. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my yeah. God. I did not know this yeah. existed. This I love it when yeah. I, I'm surprised. I, it's my, if you haven't listened to Laser Time, it's my job to know about shit like this. And I had never heard of this until this yep. moment. It's it's pretty fun. 
you know, it's not bad. It is, it is super cheesy. It is, there's a certain, definitely amount of wacky schmacky. Like there, when he said nice doggy, it was actually like an alligator, but he doesn't mm-hmm. know it's there. And when he said this so is he easy, he's driving. Because <laughs> uh, he's blind. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not even 90 minutes long. It moves real fast. And, you know, R.I.P. Rutger Hauer. Yeah. I feel like this is one. You're missing that guy. Yeah, watch watch one of his goofier star vehicles. Yeah. And, uh, well, if you don't want a comedy, steer yep. your kids yep. away from Lord of the Flies. Um, which I, I didn't. Balthazar Getty is the only name I recognize in here. Chris Furrer, Daniel Pipoli. Uh, and James Badge Dale. And, well, uh, we're going to talk about James Badge Dale again uh, come 2010. Oh, good. 26 American military students were flying. Oh, man. They never made it. No parents, no teachers. We've got to take care of ourselves. Now, without rules. There's someone out there. Without order. We've got to be one group again. The rescue they long for is from each other. The Flies, rated R. Starts Friday at select theaters. This is crazy because a lot of kids I knew saw this movie, including me. Oh, and when, really? Whenever I think about it, I only think of this version of Piggy. Yeah. Um, just this giant, giant glasses and kind of one of the worst things that can happen to a kid in a kid's movie. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's the second film version of the book. Are you uh, this kidding? makes them... Yeah, no, there's one from the early 60s. It's British. Oh, it's a lot better. There's one from the 30s. Um, I, I have a silent one from the Criterion Collection. Yeah. That, um, I don't know if that's possible. When was the book Maybe written? I'm thinking of The Most Dangerous Game. Leave me alone. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one, I feel like this is one of those movies where, like, it's a trap. Because if you had to read the book in school and then you rented the film version instead because you didn't finish reading it, mm-hmm. this changes enough stuff that... Oh, the teacher's gonna know. You are Uh-oh. so busted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And the kids only brought and... one Game Boy. And no, that was not in the original book. <laughs> you failed, kid. They tore each other to pieces. <laughs> <sighs> and then it turns out it all happened after the nuclear apocalypse. It's interesting because this is like, I don't know, like sort of like every episode of the Twilight Zone and like we were the monsters all along. Mm. And, but mm-hmm. it's with children. So it seems particularly barbaric because the cruelty yeah. on display including the murder i can spoil the murder of piggy for fuck's sake oh, yeah. uh like it's yeah it's really really jarring and i'm not surprised it came courtesy of uh, castle rock entertainment makers mm-hmm. of stand by me because mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. rob reiner seemed to have a, a particular fondness for that <laughs> he's got it in for kids yeah. 12 year olds i gotta pay <laughs> and, uh this is the movie i i didn't get to watch but sarah did i think i watched uh, some of it I did. yeah yep. i watched the next one too uh, I have so many opinions. I'm gonna have to keep it short. I, <laughs> I know. I I just oh like my. it's it's a serious film. Yes. yes. And it's but Very we don't have serious. any many serious films about a lady cop, especially with Jamie Lee Curtis. That's true. It's nope. it's a comedy or it's nothing. Yeah. No. That's... And uh, this has Clancy Brown, <laughs> Mr. Crab, Ron Silver of Ron Silver fame. Yes. And Jamie Lee Curtis in Blue Steel. A beautiful woman. A man obsessed. He's either going to win her heart or stop it. Just starting between you and me. She'll either bring him in or hunt him down. I'm personally going to see to it that your client is removed from the face of the earth. Jamie Lee Curtis, Ron Silver, Catch Friday, March. <laughs> it does start Friday. <laughs> the voice just <laughs> starts in. God damn it. 
Ugh, this is so crazy. A Catherine this Bigelow is, joint. Yes, a Catherine yeah. Bigelow joint. This is a Catherine Bigelow joint. Uh, her movie after Near Dark, which mm-hmm. I have sung the praises of a million times, one of my favorite vampire movies, and her movie before Point Break. Every guy's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by law. It is. It's true. either that or Scarface. You can't be young, dumb, and or, full of cum and not like Point Break. Or uh, the jail one. The Hill one. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yes. Right. That's dad's if, favorite movies. We're talking uh, about boys. You guys are getting to be dad age. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So, Especially yeah, this week. This is, anyway, so Blue Steel, obviously, the, the modeling look. Yes. Right. Uh, this movie is odd. It is strange. Because it's kind of like three movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts out where, okay, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is a rookie cop. And, like, her first day on the job, she jumps into a robbery and kills Tom Sizemore, who's mm-hmm. robbing a place. Mm-hmm. She, you know, gets pulled up on, like, a use of force thing because he was waving a gun around, but then now the gun is missing from the the scene of the shooting. So, obviously, she was just trigger happy and she murdered a man. Not Okay, I mean, that's a movie. I that's guess, one demerit, for Jamie. There are, like, a dozen <laughs> witnesses there that could say, like, no, he had a humongous gun in his hand. Humongous gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Covered in cocaine. Yeah. It's Tom Sizemore, right. people. You don't want to play around. Of course it is. Yeah. Don't trust him with, with weapons. Mm-mm. Even if he's saving Private Ryan. Uh, uh, no, don't trust him. <laughs> but then it turns into a stalking movie mm. because Ron Silver, uh, who we know is a creep because he's played by Ron Silver, is uh, was at the, the shooting and he's the one who stole the gun and he's like a crazy person going around and he's decided to start murdering people. But also he's stalking her and then like she starts like falling for him, not realizing that he's stalking her. That's kind of movie two. Mm-hmm. Then movie three is she realizes, oh my God, this guy is A, stalking me and B, a fucking serial killer, but he's gaslighting everyone and getting away with it. No one believes her because she's being hysterical. That's crazy. Because I, I saw Roger Ebert, he, he quoted his quote is saying this movie is a sophisticated update of Halloween. Which is interesting. Huh. Yes. As being stalked specifically okay. by a killer wow. who operates on a little That's more than just... interesting. Yeah. Like, just uh, physical prowess. Okay. But, yeah. If, and especially if you've seen the new movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> the new Halloween. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the new Halloween, which I finally saw, and I fucking loved it. It's fucking is, awesome. does feel like yeah, this is someone who suffered domestic violence or was mm-hmm. stalked and is coping in this very proactive ready to kill a motherfucker kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the stalking part and the gaslighting part are, like, really good. Mm. I mean, and I wish that was just sort of the whole movie, that, like, he's an abusive creep or maybe he's killed somebody, but he's, like, so far gone into crazy town that really it's kind of that the cops were doing a really bad job of figuring all this out, <laughs> and I was mostly just like, Detective Clancy Brown, you are so bad at this! Uh, that was a gun. I, I thought I saw a gun. <laughs> I, I mean, I found it interesting because, yeah, we do not see lady cops very often in yeah. not being funny or sexy. Well, and that is a problem, I think, when a bad guy, an actor playing a bad guy is obviously having too much fun playing the bad guy <laughs> to the point where it's like, okay, this is so far that all the other characters would have to be blind not to realize this dude's a bad guy, you know? But Ron Silver, he's the type that, like, he just likes. He just got so into playing the bad guy that it was like over the top. Yeah, he was. It was. Yeah. He was going method, preparing yeah. for his role as uh, the only famous Hollywood Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before his, yeah. his well, death. 
you know, it was fun because because he's being so creepy in this. I like look through his filmography. Like, when did, was there any time he was not a creep? Because he's like always a jerk or a creep in movies. Yep. Yeah. And I realized, oh, there is one time where he plays the good guy. We get to talk about it this year, and it's when he plays Alan Dershowitz. Oh, uh, <laughs> not a good guy. <laughs> yeah, always played a creep. What? Underline. I know. I got to give it to Universal that Dan Harmon pilot for Heat Vision and Jack, where Owen Wilson yep. plays a sentient motorcycle against Jack Black. The villain is Ron Silver, just played by Ron Silver. Awesome. And it's yep. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, even in the West Wing, he plays not a creep necessarily, but certainly a jerk. Who's he like was come- a creep. Well. He'd be a good Roger he was Stone a type. bit creepy. Yeah. These- but he was a massive jerk. Definitely a massive jerk. Yeah. So, yeah, Blue Steel, it's interesting. It doesn't really look like Catherine Bigelow's other films. It looks like uh, like what Ridley Scott was doing at the time, and that there's lots of like smoky shafts of light on things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I'm still putting together her body of work in my head, like not knowing she was the director of certain things, and like I don't know, I don't know why people don't talk about her more often. She has one of the most interesting bodies of work, yeah, ever, including a oh, couple yeah. of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know why this woman isn't allowed to do whatever the fuck she wants all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's agree. A, a lady has been making action movies like seemingly under the radar for fucking thirty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going yeah. on? Near Dark, Point Break, Strange Days, uh, which I love. And I think the Widowmaker. Eh, it's okay, but <laughs> Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. 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 And like I said, Near Dark. Seriously, I am not kidding. One of my favorite vampire movies. Hmm. I love it. And uh, well, I think it's now it's time to get to Diana's other favorite subgenre but, of films. <laughs> yes, but now we have to talk about real film history. Yes, Catherine Bigelow is the only woman who's ever won a Best Directing Oscar, but we haven't talked canon films in a while. Ooh. And here's why: because they broke up, you guys. Oh, Golan Globus! Come on, no. get in a room and talk. Yeah, they broke up, and they are pissed at each other. And so one found out: oh, this guy's rushing into production a movie about a stupid trend to capitalize on it, I'm going to do the same. And then they start moving up their schedules. I'm going to release it in April. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to release it in March. And so now we have on the same day, (laughs) the same fucking day, we have the Dueling Lombada movies. (laughs) Yay! So the Lombada, if I may act it out real fast. Sure. Um, Please do. No, I don't. (laughs) I need some help here. What's the Lombada? All right. I'll do the man part. Okay. Oh, God. This is going to (laughs) hurt. The Lombada is, I don't know, it was a vaguely controversial dance at the time. But, you know, one of the biggest movies of the last few years was Dirty Dancing. So the public was ready for it. It wasn't Mm -hmm. terribly controversial. And Footloose. But you get the feeling that the the Golan Globe, as people probably thought it was going to be. We're going to yeah. capitalize on the latest gr- grimy trend and make a movie out of it. Well, yeah, it's it's a it's a dance craze, which really is just sort of doing the cha-cha while sort of leg-humping each other. Mm. Yes, it's a dance craze, I mean, which we haven't seen in a modern sense since Fortnite. Which has been manufactured. Like, mm-hmm. it was popular in parts of Brazil, and a French guy saw it and decided, I'm going to make this the biggest thing in the world. I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> <laughs> basically tried to push it on everyone. It's like, see, this is the next big thing. See, see, sexy dancing. I mean... I feel like I've watched several seasons of So You Think You Could Dance, and I feel like they often do have the Lombada on there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it hasn't fully gone away. No, I mean, it's still there. It's related to a couple other Brazilian dances, and, you know, it's it's an actual dance, but 
they make such a big deal about like, oh, it's so sexy. I mean, the, the Brazilians are, <laughs> the, are the ones. Because you are insanely close. That's why. The Brazilians are the ones who have that one where like you just take a flying leap with your pelvis onto a woman like on an adjacent table. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. the Brazilians who are doing that mm-hmm. now. It's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. You have not seen that? People like dry so. humping on the dance floor until something breaks. Oh. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called, but so, seriously, someone in the comments okay. will help me help me out here. I'm not talking at a school. I just thought they were Brazilian. They're always they're always evolving their provocative dances. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here we have we have two films, and there were legal battles back and forth and back and forth over every element of them. There were suing over who gets to use the word lambada, mm-hmm. and one gets the word lambada, and the other one has to be called the forbidden dance, or the forbidden dance is lambada. Somehow okay. that's okay. Okay. But then there was also a fight over like the most popular Lombada song, and the Forbidden Dance won that one. Wow. Oh. So there's just back and forth. So on the same day, <laughs> it's like as my generation still talks about Bugs and Ant Life, yeah. Ant's Life, and Armageddon and Deep Impact. Those were separated by months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the yep. same day. It's the same <laughs> day. Now I want you just as to, to imagine you have a movie you need to build a movie around a sexy dance. Mm-hmm. What plot are you going to have for 80 minutes to give you excuses for sexy dancing? Uh, Maybe a prom? Obviously a, you know, sexual dance instructor and the girl from the right side of the tracks. Oh, okay. And her parents are mad. That's way better. I was going for a guy gets kicked out of school for doing a sexy dance, but he immediately gets a job at a sexy dance factory. (laughs) And and then (laughs) he's promoted to foreman. It's... (laughs) Yes, tale as old as time. <laughs> in the 80s, there was still a manufacturing base. Um, <laughs> um. All right, so here's what they went with. In the case of Lombada, we have stand and deliver with Lombada-ing, okay. in which a we have an inner city teacher who's like, he actually cares about the kids that society's forgot, while also at night, becoming like the big Lombada stud on the dance floor under the name Blade. Nice. Oh, a Duke Silver situation. Exactly what I was thinking <laughs> <Yes>. of. <laughs> yep. And that all ties together because the lead woman in this is Melora Hardin, Jan from The Office. Of course. What? Okay. Yes, right. I love it. As one of his students who is trying to get in his pants. And he's like, do you hold a rose in your teeth, son? Do ya? <laughs> <laughs> Say it, boy. You dance in bicycle shorts, don't you? Don't you, boy? <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, nobody so, share that clip with anybody. No. <laughs> okay. So do you want to play the trailer for I Lombada? absolutely do. Starring J. Eddie Peck and Jan from The Office. It's the rhythm of romance. It's the danger of desire. Go all the way. Lombada. Set the night on fire. It's only PG. Yeah, but still like a, a There's shat. problem number one. It is PG. Problem number two is because we're doing an inner city school thing. We're talking about a bunch of underage people. Uh-oh. So that was a mistake. Was there a question mark there? Because I don't know. I, yes. I don't like that it sounded like a Shasta commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was the obligatory guy like with a switchblade. <laughs> oh, you no. Do the forbidden dance, kid. Do it. You better dance forbiddenly. <laughs> I forbid you not to do the forbidden dance. <laughs> now it's a riddle. <laughs> yeah, revel in my paradox, kid. Or I'll cut you, see? Not, don't do the 
I'm, do- I'm doing a great Brazilian accent. One of us does the forbidden dance. One of us never does the forbidden dance. Who's I'll the most forbidden? Rip your asshole all the way from here to Buenos Aires. Oh, this kid with his forbidden dancing. I don't know. I'm loopy. I need to sleep. Uh, yeah, we're just getting started, man. Okay, forbidden dance. All right. And then Forbidden Dance, which stars Laura Elena Herring, who is not Naomi Watts in Mulholland Drive. Mm. Ah. Yeah, so everyone, in the, they, they, these two ladies ended up having careers sure. in ways. And Sid Haig. Now, <laughs> and fucking Sid Haig as a tribal shaman wow. from Brazil, because instead of going the, oh, let's have him teach students thing, they decided with the Forbidden Dance to make a movie imploring people to care about the rainforest. Wow. It was the 80s. <laughs> so the plot of this one ends up being uh, she is a Brazilian tribal princess, and she and her shaman come to Los Angeles to try to stop the Big Mean Corporation, and they end up uh, having to do this by winning a Lombada contest on TV, in which time she can give an impassioned speech, and that fixes everything. Oh, so it's just the old-fashioned Save the Rec Center, except for the Rec Center's They want to tear down our dance and build a mini-mall. <laughs> the only answer is to yeah. answer to this dance contest. Yeah. I challenge the president of the bank to a dance contest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, so much better. The, <laughs> the forbidden dance, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it. It began as a dance. <laughs> it's become... An obsession. You want to see the lambada? I'll show you the lambada. So this is for the forbidden dance, lambada. Now, passion has a rhythm all its own. The forbidden dance is lambada, rated PG-13. Is that that's how they say it? Ooh. The forbidden dance is lambada. Mm. Right. And that's just the tagline to the movie, but it's confusing. That's the same day. So if you look yeah. at a market that was having these, you could conceivably walk into the wrong fucking movie. So we do. Do we know which one did better? Because I would be willing this to bet one, the PG thirteen one. Yeah, this one's PG thirteen, and there's yeah. a lot of grinding well, and. Yeah, well, I asked you guys to try to watch these because I have seen them, oh, and I wanted I wanted fresh takes. I had a very so hard. I could not find them. They are very watch. hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're terrible. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think my local library had them, and that's always Not an even option. the library? Yeah. But they're it's, forbidden. They said it was forbidden. Well, there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why. As we, we had a nice little old dance boing in a couple of years back. Got rid of the lambada. <laughs> got rid of the capoeira. <laughs> Apparently, at our local library, they have enough of a problem with cleaning up bodily fluids that they don't need the forbidden dance to be part of that. Those Korean soap operas are so sexy. No, there is a clear winner. Uh, lambada right. did much better at the box office and, and is doing better, I guess, as Rotten Tomatoes movies go. It's... It moves better. It's faster. It's got like more dancing. Generally, it's better. Uh, also, it's funnier because it's so fucking laughable. But like I said, at the end, the end of Forbidden Dance, they actually have a card come up and say this is dedicated to the preservation of the rainforest. Oh, nice. Oh. Blue still did the same thing. <laughs> like, might as well. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so it's like any any movie that is dedicated to a thing like mm-hmm. gets extra points for me, especially if it is so. So stupid! What the <laughs> fuck? Like the rainforest is important, and you're taking your your quickie movie that you filmed, you wrote and filmed in about a month, and rushed it out into the theaters. This is somehow going to mean something because you threw this stupid thing. 
God damn it. Wow. <sighs> it's so stupid. All of this is so stupid. Ugh. It's different. I, I, I love it, though. I, I love when there is something so aggressively stupid that not just one stupid movie, but two stupid movies really care about it. Yeah, on, on bonus time, we were talking again about Golan Globus because of their 50 sci-fi remakes, Invaders from Mars and Cat's Eye. You can listen to that. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't find the documentary anywhere now. I feel like I watched it three uh-huh. times. Uh, it was like impossible to find. I cannot believe that's the world we live in right mm-hmm. now. I have every movie like- at my fingertips. You did. And, and now you don't. And oh, I was totally going to recommend. Yeah, you need to watch Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. I mean, these two guys did such a great job of like ruining Chuck Superman movies and <laughs> ruining you know, Superman over the top. And, and locking down the rights to Spider-Man so no one could make it for years. Not even Mr. Yeah. Fucking Bigelow, James Cameron. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, just... this is a wonderful saga in film history. God damn. Yeah, and here it is at the end, the dueling Lombadas. The dueling Lombadas. Oh, my God. And they're both so bad. They are so bad, but they are funny bad. Mm. That's funny. Oh, yeah. And because, I mean, it's sort of fun that they're, like, they're, they're rushed into production so fast that it's, like, they feel not just, oh, they're of late 1989 or something. It's, like, this is clearly, like, January 4th through 23rd, 1990. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what everyone's wearing. Yeah, at the end of the movie, you can see Mikhail Gorbachev gets sworn in as president. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we've got to move into TV. Oh. This is such a packed show. Mm. Oh, uh, the Lombada. The Lombada. And uh, on the 13th, The Wonder Years, the Night Out episode. Yes. Night Out episodes aired. Do you, ha- do you remember this? I, wa- I watched a little. I watched the ending of it, which so, is on YouTube. I feel like I had a specific memory of watching this as a kid because this is the episode where they get invited to a makeout party. Mm, yeah, Ooh. tell me more. And so for a very long time as a child, I thought that makeout parties were just a thing that yeah. older kids did. And then I thought, I can't wait to get to be an older kid so I could go to a makeout party. Little did I know. Not How many rainbow parties you would end up either, going? <laughs> either they don't exist or I wasn't cool enough ever to be invited to one. I, I wasn't cool enough to be invited to, I think, one of the only ones that ever happened. Uh-huh. Just where everyone got paired off and had to try... Like seriously, like a, yeah. like dozens of kids, yeah. and then like everyone's like, I want to go to the next party that has that, and then mm-hmm. like it sort of never happened again because mm-hmm. the pressure was really on. It could have evolved into a wonderful dozen something. Never mind, eyes it, wide shut sort yeah. of situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm yes, always for looking for an eyes wide people shut who situation. will get you arrested if you're turned on by that. But but uh, yeah, it was I don't know. It was inter- it was interesting to see Winnie's perspective on this because you spend so much time in Kevin's head mm-hmm. and worrying about his fucking psycho that little psycho's problems that like at the end when he's like no this is why i had a problem with him like oh because you're my boyfriend what that's why you didn't want to kiss me he's like i didn't want to kiss you publicly then like right i don't want to be told when i do shit with you when we can get handsy Mm -hmm. in front of all our friends Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. he's like oh so you don't hate me like no (laughs) but i told you because you're the only person i can tell why because you're my fucking boyfriend (laughs) yeah and Yes, and, and yes, yeah, I, I do remember this episode pretty vividly. Yeah. And then it ends with a wonderful Elton John montage. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, also on the 17th. That sounds expensive to license. <laughs> it does. That's why the version I saw had an Ion TV clip, in, uh, watermark in the bottom. Oh, nice. So it's ah. If you can see Wonder Years on TV, do it, because mm-hmm. you'll probably be seeing it with the original music. 
Kojak, None So Blind. Mm. I don't know anything about that episode, but it airs on St. Patty's Day. Well, and it Ooh. has as guest stars Rip Torn and Jerry Orbach. Oh, oh, oh. Two of our best. <laughs> oh, Rip Torn. Rip Torn. That was yeah, Rip Taylor. That was Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor. I've been doing so much gong show research lately. <laughs> More on that on Laser uh, Time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember, uh, was it last week we were talking about those Perry Mason TV movies? Yes. We got some Kojak TV movies. I I just really love this trend. I kind of wish... Is he the lollipop guy? It's Yes. yes. Okay. Ving Rhames played him in the remake, I think. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I just love this trend of like revisiting these beloved characters through a TV movie every couple of years, or a couple of months, depending, and... No, I think that was a fun trend. I think that's a beautiful, especially for characters that are a little pulpy and obviously audiences wouldn't want to see in a TV show because it's a little old timey. But to be able to see that kind of shit in a mm-hmm. movie, a movie every so often, every like once or twice a year would be so cool. Yeah, and it kind of would probably work out perfectly because yeah. parents could be like, "Oh my god, this was my favorite movie ten years ago." Like kids, let's watch this and maybe get like another generation interested in it, yeah. and then. And then they would get nothing because DVD, DVDs don't exist at this point. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish that I actually kind of wish that happened for like if you look at the last season of Arrested Development, like yeah, it was exactly. like exactly. Man, okay, you, it feels like you got all my wishes, but I guess that was just sort of too much. Mm-hmm. And like if if that had been something shorter and more succinct, it's a lot. That'd of been a lot, yeah, that'd be a lot more fun to revisit every so often. But I feel like mm-hmm. some shows are a little bit starting to take that lead because mm-hmm. Veronica Mars, you know, right. did their run and then they had a movie and I think there might be another one a coming TV up. series. Yeah. And then, um, Gilmore Girls had yep. their run and then but they like a did four episode, a four episode, mm-hmm. like little tight. run after that. Very tight. And, you know, people weren't, you know, people had mixed feelings about it. And so did I. But it's still it's weird. It's I think a good thing, I think, to community not... made that hashtag six seasons in a movie because like, yeah, that might a movie might be a more satisfying conclusion. A I mean, big famously, episode. of course, mm. like Firefly and Serenity. Yeah, yeah. A big episode being the conclusion of something rather than like Netflix just announced two more seasons of 80 episodes. Like, mm-hmm. well, shit. I, thank you. But that no, that's too big. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's a f- vestige of like that feeling that films are somehow better, more valuable than movies. But the idea of sending your characters off with a movie where you tie yeah, everything tying up. Tying everything together rather than like yeah. giving them a reason to be funny for another eight years. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just we're... bring them back every now and then for like one little adventure. Yeah. yeah that's such a cool Not a concept. whole series. Not a whole bring it all back. Like right. you could have just done, instead of bringing Will and Grace back, you could do, you know, three two-hour Will and Grace little movies. Right. Love it. That, that, that would be awesome. totally wore out its right. welcome, mm-hmm. despite being critically hailed as a great comeback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and Same with Murphy Brown. Same yeah. with even mm-hmm. Roseanne. Like, they're now the Connors. Like, they could have yeah. done yeah, that with so a lot of those, and I kind of wish they did, and cross my fingers for designing women, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Even though oh, Julia cool. Sugarbaker, RIP. No, Sheriff Lobo, still holding out. Um, and, and... Speaking of being brought back, um, <laughs> Rob Lowe is brought back to SNL. Oh man! It, I don't, I don't know if it's his most controversial phase, but it's pretty famous. I, I was just watching a clip of the Comedy Central roast from like two years ago, and yeah. it's like merciless jokes at Rob Lowe having sex with an underage girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, was legal in Georgia. When was that? It was like the it was a presidential eighty eight convention. Yeah, yeah, the eighty eight convention. Yeah, and and then he just had this creepy movie come out. Yes, and he's here to promote that. Right. But also on SNL at the same time is 
Dana Carvey and a very popular character called the Church Lady. Oh, I love so it. Rob Lowe is. <gasps> oh my god, I remember this. Yeah, it's like they don't fully talk about it, but I have never seen anybody this willing to come on and talk about that kind of scandal this fast in a comedy format. Oh uh, mm. yeah, Rob Lowe is wild. How, we he... did a, we did a laser time about how to survive a scandal back in the day, and all of that has shifted and may not make any sense anymore. Right, but Rob Lowe survived. Kind of amazingly, he's yeah. on he's on video. <laughs> you yeah. can watch him commit his crime. Yeah, he is a real strange character. I find I, I'm rewatching mm-hmm. Parks and Rec right now, and like his character on there is so great. But I kind of feel like it's a little bit him. Like I do feel like he is that enthusiastic. And you realize, like a year or two ago, he had a ghost hunting show with his sons. Wait, like on, from like, where we're recording now? I feel, yeah, like I feel like it was on maybe they called sci-fi or history channel, something like that. Did they call it the ghost lowdown? Oh, God. Oh, it, it was a pun. I do think it was oh, a pun name, but I don't know what it was. But yeah, he just is, he's doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> being handsome and doing weird things. Yeah, paying an alimony to a nanny. But he appears on Church Chat and it's just weird. It's a different time where like even some of that subject matter might not have got past the censors. And it's, but it's all the church lady wants to talk about. Well, Rob Lowe in the flesh. I could reach out and touch you, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Rob. Thank you, church lady. It's good to be here. I guess it is. Just settle down, dear. There you go. Just relax. We've got lots to talk about. <laughs> now, we talked before the show, Rob and I, so you know, and his attorneys were present. And we all agreed that we would avoid discussing certain sensitive subjects and stick only to a list of approved topics. Correct, Robbie? That's right, church lady. You know, I, I really I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. All righty. After all, you're my little guest. I, I, it, it, the sketch ends with him being spanked with a giant pep. <laughs> the church lady. Um, but I do love when he, they say Rob Lowe, Dana Carvey as a church lady just stares at him for like a solid like 30 seconds to mm. a minute in, in complete <laughs> silence. <laughs> I, yeah, Rob, I don't know if he like kept a low profile during that controversy, but it felt like he did. Because I remember hearing about it and then it kind of just went away and Rob Lowe was a movie star again. Well, yes. And also time worked different, differently back then. Yeah. I feel I, like I was eight you could I go away for a while. I didn't stay mad at statutory rapists very, very long when I was eight years old. Yeah. Anyway, also in a bi- much bigger TV news, The Simpsons' Life on the Fast Lane, introducing Jacques, the second appearance yeah. from A. Brooks, who might be Albert Brooks, but it's hard to say. Hmm. Um, and he has a line here that I say all the time. I love it when I'm dating a girl who doesn't know The Simpsons very well. And I can... Wake up and say, "Let's get brunch." And she's like, "Brunch," and then I just do this line. <laughs> but it's uh, what I love the story. Homer forgets to get Marge a birthday present last minute. Runs out, finds a bowling ball he likes, engraves it with his name, and then gives it to Marge on her birthday. And she's like, doesn't talk to him for an entire day, and then's like, "You know what? I'm keeping the ball, and I'm going to take bowling lessons, and you can't use it. Fuck off, and you can't come." And she meets her a bowling instructor named Yuck, and things get pretty steamy real fast. You didn't have to drop me off. But I wanted to. Marge, do you know how beautiful you look in the moonlight? Oh, Jacques, I'm a married woman. I know, I know. My mind says stop, but my heart and my hips cry proceed. Marge, darling, I I want to see you tomorrow. Not at Barney's Bolloram, away from the thunderous folly of clattering pins. Meet me tomorrow for brunch. What's brunch? You'd love it. It's not quite breakfast. It's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end. 
you don't get completely what you would at breakfast, but you get a good meal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I feel like that's Albert Brooks kind of just riffing. That's uh, all. I he's one of the only characters that, that does because that. Because I hate brunch. <laughs> oh, I so. love brunch. No. Brunch oh, is the best. I know. Yeah. It's like all I like to eat. Not a fan. Dinner can go fuck itself. It's only yep. Sarah. Sarah also likes drinks. <laughs> probably I like drinks. Probably doesn't want to kick that kick what, that off at like eleven p.m. No, I do not. That's what brunch is. It's <laughs> breakfast you drink at. It's, it's true. true. But why not just have brinner? Then you can just <laughs> drink at an appropriate time and also eat breakfast. It's being real disrespectful to fucking eggs right now. I don't appreciate <laughs> it. Like eggs. And on the nineteenth, uh, American Comedy Awards. Um, I don't remember this at all. It was a thing that we used to do. Reward funny thing. people. In the what, late late eighties, looks like uh, eighty seven through two thousand one. I get you know you know if if you can get all these people to show up, winning for male and female role, Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal for when Harry met Sally, Rick Moranis from Parenthood, Julie Kavner from New York Stories. That's March. We just heard her. Mm-hmm. Rita Rudner, Jeff Foxworthy went for stand-up in their respective gender. Uh, <laughs> Carol Burnett, mm-hmm. Dana Carvey, Robin Williams, Julie Kavner again. Uh, John Goodman all showing up the same show to get awards. That's okay, pretty awesome. I'm in. Yeah. Tracy Ullman as well. And then a Lifetime Achievement Award for Art Carney, Betty White, and a Creative Achievement Award for Gary Marshall. Yeah. Yes. I kind of wish yeah. we... I'd like to bring these back. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember there was a one-season stab Comedy Central took called The Commies that no one Ooh, that nobody watched. Great but name, I thought, first yeah, of all. <laughs> as a comedy nerd, I loved it. <laughs> the Comedy Awards. Uh, and yes, then moving into video games of 1990. Again, we were going to discuss the video games more in depth because you know a lot of you um, have been following us since we started doing a video game show over a decade ago. So uh, we've been working... We ha- between Matt, Michael, and I, we have a collective, I think, over 40 years experience in the games industry, wow, which wow, is wow. meaningless because I added up how long we've been working like big boys. And uh, But we, we talk more about Smash TV coming to arcades. That is a huge game with a ton of RoboCop references that I like a lot and has completely disappeared to the franchise, but I love it. It is Running Man the Game as a twin-stick shooter. And Ooh. yes, uh, and also this week, the 13th of the 19th of 1990, we got to talk about a little music. We got new releases Funhouse by Happy Rap Gods, Kid and Play. <laughs> My Romance by Carly Simon, <laughs> What a World. Uh, Black's <laughs> Magic by Salt and Pepper. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Manic- it's rather controversial. Was it? Because it's got, uh, it's got a song that's got the SEX word in the title. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, it's got. Let's talk about sex on it. Oh, That's oh clutching my pearls it wasn't TLC. Um, speak, yeah. Speaking of clutching your pearls, Helen Lovejoy debuted on that episode of The Simpsons. Mm. Um, wow. Perfectly, if you can think about it. Marge's about to have an affair, so the the town woke scold comes out nice. <laughs> for the first time. Manic Nirvana by Robert Plant and Depeche Mode's Violator, which is uh, on Rolling Stone's 500 Best Albums list. Mm, yes, and my, such a good album. My husband's one best album list. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's the only band he likes. <laughs> I I don't know if I can quite express in 1990 how different this sounded to everything yeah. else. Mm. Yeah, this sounds like it's coming from the future. I, it is that is difficult to because I remember like hearing like the combination of a, being a little kid and hearing like U2, REM, and Depeche Mode. Like I know like most people think this all sounds the same now, but it really didn't mm. back then. Like this sounds mm. very different from everything else and from one another. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I, yes, I very much liked all these bands. Oh. Uh, but The yep. Personal Jesus will close out well, by that. <laughs> I have to make a note here that when uh, Sam and I got married, it was very important to us to have a live band at the reception. 
the only <laughs> songs we asked for that be played that like the band just couldn't play is Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode and the song we're going to come in for in 2000. Holy shit. All right. Yep. Wow. <laughs> kind of wild. <laughs> yes. A wedding yeah. book in for Sarah Bear. Oh. Um, and, and, and we said uh, Escapade by Janet Jackson is still number one. That's you true. You want to know what does popular music sound like at this time? It sounds like that, which is great. But Depeche Mode sounds like something else entirely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, and so, yeah. From outer space or something, I don't know. Enjoy a little Depeche Mode, personal Jesus. We will be back once again in 2000, so stay right there. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. This is all your fault. Hit him up at mb.2k <laughs> if you have to. James, James Lipton died this week. Scrum Trillescent. <laughs> in a world before podcast, James Lipton came out and, and interviewed actors for an hour. Yeah. Like, let's remember, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's on The Tonight Show. He's my favorite actor ever. Seven minutes. Mm-hmm. With a commercial break. That's all you get. An yeah. hour with these people with audience Q&A from younger people. They're all fucking stupid, mostly stupid actor questions. Yeah. But, like... It was more revealing. It was... I did watch it on occasion. Uh, my favorite moment, there was a... I remember watching a best of clip, and it was like, what's your favorite dirty word? And like, yeah, Jason big... Robards, he was just like, uh, I only heard this twice during the war. And schmagma. <laughs> schmagma. And I still, to this day, don't know if it's schmegma or schmagma, because uh, Jason Robards said it on Bravo in the 90s. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Everybody say their name. It's Destiny's Child coming in with Say My Name at number one. Uh, I I'm, I haven't really been taking Love notes. Couldn't help but notice <laughs> three children of the Destiny. Four. Uh, there's still four? There's four and as that, of what, now. That, that clip we were just watching. Yeah. They're, they're all, okay, so there's still four. This album had four. Okay. And then one was jettisoned at some point. Was she jettisoned? Oh, that's right. That's where her mother got that reputation of like breaking up the band. Mm. Welcome to 2000. This song, Say My Name, yes. It was very important to me that this was played at my wedding. So the <laughs> band downloaded it along with Personal Jesus and played it like while they were on breaks. We actually heard Personal Jesus twice because wow. that's how much we were into it. So you don't have it. a fucking keyboard? <laughs> yeah. And also the music video for Say My Name is great. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. color coordinated. Really cool. Uh, welcome to 2000, March 13th to the 19th. Music-wise, we got new releases from Trina, 
The Baddest Bitch. Uh, Yesterday Was Dramatic. Today Is Okay by Mum. Uh, the Platinum Album by the Vega Boys. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Engines of Creation by Joe Satriani, who my dad likes. And I always say, are we listening to the Lethal Weapon soundtrack? <laughs> what is this? Um, <laughs> Crack a Smile and More by Poison. Jesus, in 2000? Wow. Uh, Daisies of the Galaxy by Eels. From the Bottom to the Top by Sammy. Uh, get uh, Let's Get Free by Dead Prez. And Maybe I'll Catch Fire by the Alkaline Trio. That album, I really like. Yeah, real uh, grab bag. Good, good titular song on that one. Mm-hmm. A little bit of news to bring you into the 2000s. Stephen King releases a novella, Riding the Bullet, only online for downloading onto computers or pop up a Palm Pilots. Palm yeah, pilots. get it on your PP. Haven't thought about that in a while. <laughs> that pilots. would be so hard to read anything on. This yeah. one's so tiny. Yeah. And the text is like that gray background with black text. Oh, jeez. Like yeah. reading it on a TI-83+. Plus. Reading a book on the first iPod. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. and But a, a big week for movies, mm. even though there are only two yeah. of them in the year 2000. Uh, the start of a her franchise. I was here day one to see Tony Todd, Kerr Smith, Ali Lauder, and Devin Sawa in Final Destination. Off the plane. I got this feeling. I saw Death's plan. It's not finished. I know who's next. <gasps> What a gleefully stupid movie franchise. I love this. Great concept, honestly. That's that's what I want to bring up, because if you haven't heard Elm Street Night, we did post a new episode of Elm Street Nightmare with Bride of Chucky. Jennifer Tilly getting the MVP for that movie. Just that uh, I love the horror heroes, and I especially love Freddy Krueger. And to a lesser extent, Chucky and Jason, because all they are, like, what elaborate ways are they going to murder someone this time? Mm -hmm. So they remove Mm -hmm. the human embodiment in the form of death. These kids escape death, but death is still after them. So you just never know what elaborate ways these children will be murdered. A form of Rube Goldberg death machines. Yeah, of fate, basically. Yeah, death death seeking revenge. It's, hey, we will see it, I think, in the next episode, too. I feel like (laughs) the whole idea of not getting on a plane... And then something happening really like might have planted a seed of anxiety in a lot of my generation's minds. <laughs> <I think laughs> like... it, a year later, it'll make a ton of sense. My parents just canceled their vacation as of yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Final Destination goes on to spawn, I believe, five films. Wow. And yep. uh, this is the first one. And uh, I was a big fan of this one. They got so fucking dumb. But like. So did Freddy. So I've never reevaluated yeah. them with the same glee I did for those films. And I feel like mm-hmm. I might, I, I, I probably should do that. Mm-hmm. But Final Destination, I, let us know what you guys think. I feel like it's weird that, like, the reviews for the first one are pretty brutal. I mean, really? they're really just like, Ugh, this is just dumb. This is silly and stupid, whatever. And it's like, as they keep moving on, I don't know if there's people understand what they're doing or they just they get their mojo a little bit more of like, no, this is going to just be elaborate crazy shit. Yeah. Which and is the most fun. Start to get it, maybe. I don't know. I did not realize this began as a spec script for the X Files. No Ooh. shit. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Really? How the fuck that would they have done that? Would have been interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's that's awesome. And a movie I I I don't love as much as the rest of the world, but I can't really? wait. I mean, you know, I I feel like we get a ton of movies like this, but I think because of Julia Roberts' charm, mm-hmm. like this one, like got elevated to a much higher echelon but like there were a ton of movies like this yeah but i mean this is also steven soderbergh and he his Mm -hmm. he's 
very, very good. It's true. You know, and, and I think that we do see a lot of movies like this. We're talking about Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. We do see a lot of movies like this, A Civil Action. Dark Water just came out this mm-hmm. year, which I did not mm-hmm. see, but I do love these kinds of movies. It's and everything George Clooney has ever done, yeah, <laughs> pretty is much now like uh, Aaron Brockovich. But uh, yeah, got like almost everyone a fucking Oscar nom, mm-hmm. and uh, Aaron Eckhart, Marg Helgenberger, what a, what a <laughs> what an old every time name. she comes up, every <laughs> time <laughs> I I know, but it just that's that's a real that's a name you can you can see yourself yelling during during the depression, <laughs> <laughs> Marg Helgenberger, uh, Albert Finney, and of course J Rowe, as no one calls her, Julia Robertson, Aaron Brockovich. It'll be number one at the box office. You're a lawyer? Hell no. I hate lawyers. I just work for them. She knew how to make a scene. What makes you think you can walk in there and find what we need? They're called boobs, Ed. Make a point. We can get them. They're a huge corporation. Kind of like David and what's his name? And make a difference. They're all signed. How did you do this? Seeing as how I have no brains or legal expertise, I just went up there and performed 634 sexual favors. I'm really quite tired. Julia Roberts is Aaron Brockovich. Rated R. Starts March 17th. Mm, hmm. St. Patty's Day. Let's taint that water. I revisited <laughs> this this weekend, actually, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's great. It really yeah. holds up. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's very good, very likable. Julia Roberts, this is I think this is one of her best roles, honestly. I can see that. And mm-hmm. she's playing. She's playing against type. Like uh, she, she seems like. Uh, she seems like she did had whatever transformation Mariah Carey did after her first four albums. Like all of a sudden, we're getting a lot of cleavage and leg. Oh out of you, yeah, out of you from this person who's been like remarkably toned down. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the character that she was playing, the real life person, a little bit trashy in the best mm-hmm. way, but it really shows how in dealing with the people who are affected by this environmental criminal negligence, basically mm-hmm. that was happening needed to connect with someone who is like them right. instead of, you know, a stuffy lawyer situation. And she was disarming, just yeah. coming in, I don't want to say casual, but yeah, she's not in a pantsuit or wearing mm-hmm. a tie and got access to things no no non-lawyer should have access to. And brilliant, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knew what she was doing. She knew what to look for. She knew that there was a case here when it was just going to be, like, shoved into a pile of files. Um, and I just... Yeah, I I just absolutely loved this movie. It really gave me a lot of like hope right now during like kind of a hopeless time. Mm-hmm. Um, and except for Aaron Eckhart, cannot play a motorcycle long haired dude. I just don't buy it. Two Face, no, sorry I, man. I think he's I think he's one of the people that the public couldn't buy. That dude is one. Of, it was in one of the biggest movies ever. I know. It was pretty great, and then I never saw him in anything what is again. The deal with him because he is so like buttoned up, John Q. Handsome. Yes, and it's very hard for it was hard what, for me. No, to, there's no roles out there for a surfing cop anywhere. <laughs> it was just hard, <laughs> hard for me to buy him in this role as like a long haired motorcycle dude, even though he was doing he was doing great. Like I was. He, it's just his vibe. I can't no, get behind. He, he belongs in an expensive suit. Yes, yes, very he much. He belongs so. in an expensive suit working for the tobacco industry yes. or as a DA <laughs> or something like that. Mm. Or ruining I mean, a woman's life. Right. You know, he, being a mean chef. He will live long enough to become every villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling career wise. Um, man. Yeah. No, I think this movie is fun because there's so. You're right. There are a bunch of movies that are sort of like this of like, we're going to crusade against the bad company, but this has so much more personality than most of those other ones. It do, does. I did not like, mean Usually to the characters are very flat 
and just a good guy or a bad guy or the grumpy dude yeah. in this one like the, there's a lot more humor it's livelier you know it's just so much more interesting yeah it's it's the opposite of the typical joe friday characters who end up being the investigative investigative reporter behind or lawyer behind a scandal mm-hmm. yeah it's, the, the, the main character is, is absolutely more interesting and that's why the movie is named after her not called poison water right like i should have been because <laughs> what was the story behind that i i'm i'm, I'm vague uh, i was oh, people who uh... live yeah in a small town in california um with a i don't know what kind of processing plant was it It was like a manufacturing plant but they were using the manufacturing plant was using a chemical called hexavalent chromium to cool their machines as part of their cooling process and it was going to the groundwater and it causes major major problems for people mm. any kind of health problem you can think of it'll it'll do it to no, you No, it, it makes sense in a post detroit world mm-hmm. like and unforeseen consequences of a hundreds of plaintiffs wow. hundreds of plaintiffs mm-hmm. were affected by this did she get that better call saul money from it i don't remember how the story resolved she itself did. did she really she did yeah Fucking sweet yeah it's really an amazing story and it's even better because it's a true story so i love yeah. it why didn't she, pacific what? gas and electric never did anything wrong well, ever again i am mm. so sorry diana <laughs> <laughs> any if she if diana disappears it'll be the exact same problem uh aaron brockovich fought against <laughs> you guys are no um, longer I having disappear, a... it'll be because either my neighborhood blew up because of a natural gas pipeline mm-hmm. or it'll because my because half the state burned down because they weren't upgrading their power lines mm-hmm. and I, we had we were having recording difficulties just a few months ago based to like what i only can remember as an electricity furlough <laughs> that was happening mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. pg and e yep. my former uh my former power people um yep. man they're bankrupt now <laughs> guess why uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, you can always hope for a government bailout, except that that's, that's what socialism. we're thinking about mm-hmm. here in California. Uh, just like, uh, we own you now. Mm-hmm. And instead of having shareholders that we have to pay instead of, you know, fixing our shit, we'll actually like fix the shit. That'd be cool. Except that's communism. Could be cool. Man, I got to say, but this week, the, these hits on television are among my favorite things yes. that have ever aired. Yeah. Mm. Like all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. All our, all our four highlights, starting with so 13th, good. Freaks and Geeks, The Garage Door. Oof. Oh, no. Which every time, like Sam Levine is like a, a prominent actor. I see him in a ton of stuff I like. He's on a ton of podcasts that I like. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, his best moment in Freaks and Geeks. Absolutely. Where he finds out... Uh, I always call him Simpsons cast off Sam McMurray, the one person from the Tracy Ullman show cast that didn't get to voice a Simpsons character, mm-hmm. except for yeah. one, one bar, like a bar patron in the first episode, the garage door. God, I, I forget exactly how that worked, but he thinks his dad is cheating on uh, Sam, his mm-hmm. friend, you know, mm-hmm. the main character, yep. he, he sees his dad with another woman mm-hmm. and tells Neil, you know, mm-hmm. I think I, this is happening. And then they're kind of talking about it and Neil finds in his dad's car a garage door opener that does not open their garage. Mm -hmm. And the kids kind of go on a quest to try to find what garage door this opens. Door to door. Going door to door just like pressing it. And it is fucking heartbreaking. It seems like heavy subject matter for any... I mean, these kids are like sophomore age. They're freshmen Mm -hmm. in high school like trying to track down who your dad's having an affair with. Mm Mm-hmm. And, not, you know, that feeling of, like, not really wanting to know, mm-hmm. you know, hoping it's not a – that's not what it is. Maybe it's something else or – I remember that ending too well. Not wanting to – yeah, not wanting to really find out what the answer is here, but needing to know in a way too. Oof, brutal. Yeah, I like I like Sam Levine so much and he would I would always see him at 
Sketchfest stuff, even in like the audience, like just being a comedy nerd. And I, mm-hmm. every time I think of him, like, fucking garage door man I yeah. so your dad sorry, did dude. you dirt man. i'm so sorry dude yeah i, I couldn't and separate now, from now him. he's best friends with kevin pollock so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and uh rather confusingly on the 15th or maybe the 20th i forget the show tenacious d ends and it's part of <sighs> it's part of uh mr show one of my favorite shows of all time one of their deals getting to produce a show of their own jack black had been in a bunch of mr show episodes was not yet known to the world this year yeah this year. role is coming what like mm-hmm. in a couple weeks actually yep. we get to talk about jack black's big breakout yes his big breakout role uh which is now relates to a something disney plus just threw away mm-hmm. and <laughs> but it, but this is the show they produced and it ended up having like a longer shelf life in some ways than mr show did hmm. uh, but i but i i loved this and it uh, it's eight episodes which are like 10 to 15 minutes ended up airing like over the course of years. <laughs> yeah. And and I I believe the way the story went is like, you know, HBO was asking for like, eh, we want to pay you very little and take over some of the creative control of the show. And like, we have a movie deal. Like, we don't... Tenacious D got to be huge. Oh, and yeah. I, I know I drove five hours away to see them at the House of Blues. Just <laughs> almost <laughs> got in a vicious car accident next to an overturned truck to go see Tenacious D, which at the time was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I this is this is the Jesus Ranch episode. Um, it has a <laughs> bunch of great songs, but one of my favorites has always been, it's called The Road Gig, where they get a road gig. Um, they're so excited to be able to travel for work, being, a ba- being in a band. The road is fucking hard. The road is fucking tough. No question that it is rough, rough stuff. The road has a feet I itch, my friend, but it's the only road I know. When I'm snacking on a tasty boosh right after the show. Go, 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 go. That's it, and they run out of gas. Oh, <laughs> I love it so much. It makes me very happy. <laughs> I, it, I, it's hard not to recommend Tenacious D, but I know there's a a couple things like it now, but like just a living cartoon mm. for the most part with dirty, dirty songs. In the yeah, middle. but also just really fun songs yep. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big day at Jesus Ranch. Mm. I love that song. Oh, the my all- friend's band covered that at a huge venue, and I got so fucking happy. I've done karaoke <laughs> twice in my life, and one of the times I sang "Fuck Her Gently," which was <laughs> really also. Confusing because as the words came up on the screen, for whatever reason, they censored all the words for sex. (laughs) And so as I'm singing it, you know, you get nervous when you do karaoke. You're like, oh, shit, do I know all the words? Even though I do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like reading. I'm like, okay, uh, okay, I got that. I got that one. And then it was H star star star. And I was like, (laughs) hump. Hump. I did. I could not remember. That I'll fucking hump you discreetly. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why would they censor that on the screen oh. when I'm singing it in a bar? I don't understand. And I don't know. This this episode of SNL is a huge deal to me as a massive SNL fan and a massive WWE fan. It's the first time anybody from wrestling hosts SNL, and it's The Rock. Wow. It, it's. It, I think there had been, like, maybe a guest appearance. I think Hulk Hogan and Mr. T had appeared with, in, with Billy Crystal in the non-Lorne Michael years. But in the mm. monologue, like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't track it down that much to see Vince McMahon arguing with Lorne Michaels, two people who are kind of the figureheads of, like, everything oh, I yeah. grew up loving. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the, some, some of the stuff I love now. 
it, it feels surreal that ever even happened, but it's The Rock's monologue, but... Of course, Triple H and Mankind and Big Show break in. <laughs> and just like, to again, we express that with a Mad TV sketch. That's how big wrestling was. People in the crowd see Triple H and they start clapping. They're like, well, no, no, wait. Boo! <laughs> the only time anybody's been booed for showing up as a cameo on SNL. Because everyone in the world seems to be in on this shtick. Mm. And uh, Triple H comes down and does something I think that's a little surprising. Ah, Triple H. I thought I smelled dandruff shampoo and monkey turds. You know something, Rock? The whole world knows that I'm the one that should be up here hosting this show. I mean, after all, I'm the World Wrestling Federation champion. I'm the game. But you know what? Out of respect of the World Wrestling Federation, I just want to say to you... Break a leg, man. All right? Me and the other guys are here for you. I appreciate that. Have a great show. I appreciate that. That was cra- that's like that is so heartwarming. <laughs> it's, it's it's carrying on a wrestling storyline on this. I, like I can't think of anything else like that. Wow. Like it's it is carrying on the storyline from another show in SNL. Oh. Uh, I I really still hate you, brother. But break a leg out there. <laughs> I love it. And then it has like remember this is not this is not Dwayne Johnson. This is The Rock. So mm-hmm. his monologue ends with oh. Before I forget, if you smell <laughs> what the rock is cooking, the audience knew to <laughs> chant that with the rock. That's how big wrestling wow, was in the year 2000. That's amazing. And um, my absolute favorite sketch, Dave and I discuss it all the time, was the commercial for Nicotrell. Nicotrell mm-hmm. is a stop smoking drug, but the drug is just the rock in a shirt that says Nicotrell. <laughs> <laughs> Nicotrell's been a real lifesaver for us. The only thing between you and breaking your habit is my willpower and discipline. And let me tell you, I've got plenty of both. I'm strong and agile, and when I get angry, I tend just to go blank. You get your hands off my wife, Nicotrell! You don't talk to Nicotrell like that! <laughs> Good man, back off. I'm not smoking. I am not smoking. Oh, yeah? What's that? Oh, God. Please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I love the Nicotrell <laughs> sketch. Um, oh, oh my god! Uh, and uh, that episode is a great episode. And The Rock would go on to become one of uh, like an SNL great. Fucking perfect. He's mm-hmm. really good on the show. No one should be surprised. He's one of the biggest movie stars in the world now. But he wasn't then. <laughs> he may have had yep. the Scorpion King under his belt. Maybe I don't even think Be Cool was Freddy yet. Yeah, I remember the Get Shorty sequel. Um, and then on the nineteenth, oh, The Sopranos bust out, which is a wonderful episode and. But yeah, in this episode, they bust out the joint. The joint, which we haven't really seen them do. Mm-hmm. But everything that happened in Goodfellas, where Ray Liotta says, it didn't matter. It was all profit. And you get to see them do that to the T-1000 Sporting Goods Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really, really depressing, as that man is now living in a tent inside of his decaying, oh. dusty store that's now so being used to order plane tickets from the mafia. And Tony has just skirted almost being acute, like charged for murder mm-hmm. uh, and this will get him in trouble again later in The Sopranos this entire ordeal ordering plane tickets through the sporting goods store running up all their credits and then busting the joint out alright now we gotta get into well there's, there are no games for uh, 2000 that I, but I, I will dig more into that for the Patreon episode patreon.com slash laser time but this was really interesting I can't wait to talk about Michael were you, were you guys together at this point Diana you and Michael in 2000 yeah uh, nope 
Because Michael, yep. again, I never get tired of pointing it out because, like, we worked together for a year before I realized Michael was the person behind the By George W. Bush a PS2 campaign. He uh, was, yes. And I, yeah, like, I knew about that from Florida. I'm like, that was you? I contributed to that. <laughs> but, uh, but the PS2, uh, Reuters reports that the PlayStation 2 console will have uh, export. Uh, export controls placed a uh, place on it because the trade ministry of Japan, because it's sophisticated enough for military purposes. It's cheaper than a laptop and a computer, but has advanced computing technology. And there was a shortage. And some of it was rumored at the time for real that Saddam Hussein was buying them up because they were cheaper to buy than computers. Oh, wow. The, the PS2 was that popular, <laughs> that, Holy that popular. So like, uh, yeah, they're putting restrictions on that shit because now, who knows what a PS2 can do in the hands of a dictator with no online capabilities <laughs> whatsoever? Um, right now, that pretty... just makes it harder to trace. Yeah, you can play ah. SSX and, and Fantavision, the fireworks game. That's about it. Um, but all right, let's head out of the year 2000 with Trina's the baddest bitch. Uh, I, I, I've never. Is this at your wedding? <laughs> mm. Not this one. Uh, this will be at our by vow- Sam's request. This will be at our vow renewal, obviously. <laughs> Sam will get the Shaft theme song. Yeah, of course, he's a complicated man. He no is. one understands him. I, uh, I, I got I got my head around it almost. Yeah, okay. But we will head out of uh, 2000. But stay with us, folks. 2010 is going to get even sillier, including something I, I think that not enough people were talking about with some recent news. So. Let's hear. Stay tuned for that. I tease it so well. And don't be scared if you're curious, just ask me hoes. And yes, things like it comes quite natural. Because I'm the baddest bitch. Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner, where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of March 13th through 19th, sure, let's talk about a couple movies here. Uh, how about 60 years ago this week in 1960 saw the release of the French New Wave classic Breathless, uh, directed by Jean-Luc Godard, starring Jean-Paul Belmondo and Gene Seberg. You know, it's weird because I like a lot of Truffaut's stuff. Uh, I like some Godard stuff. I, I like a lot of French New Wave, and maybe it's just because, like, I'm a feminist or something. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Breathless, mostly because Jean-Paul Belmondo's character is, like, such a dick, and I feel like the movie thinks he's really cool, but maybe that's the point? I don't know. Um, but it's it's an interesting watch. It's a fun watch. Anything that's, you know, shot on location in, like, 1960 Paris, and everything just looks so cool. Everyone is so sleek and so cool, and I'm gonna go get myself an International Herald Tribune shirt and that hopefully be the only thing that is like me and Gene Seberg having in common because she had a terrible life and I haven't seen the movie yet. They're putting out Kristen Stewart starring as her. I think that's great casting though, so, you know, I'm interested. Anyway, so, besides Breathless, a lot of people tweeted at me so I have to mention that we lost Max von Sydow and that sucks. We lost him last week. He was 90 and um, he was in everything. He really really never stopped working. He was in Shutter Island that we just talked about a couple weeks ago. He was on freaking Game of Thrones. He was in a Star Wars. So I'm going to recommend a couple of Max von Sydow movies that I really like. I feel like the one that should be obvious to everyone is The Exorcist, which just shows how good the makeup is that he was like 40-something in that. 
and now we know what he aged into, what he looked like, and like they nailed his old age makeup. But yeah, he's only like forty something that, and he seems so much older. But so good in The Exorcist. Uh, a lot of people brought up The Seventh Seal, his first movie with Ingmar Bergman, which yeah, I mean you kind of can't get away from that one. That's probably Bergman's best movie, maybe or Wild Strawberries, which I think he pops up into. Uh, I also want to recommend Pele the Conqueror that we talked about very briefly back in, I think, 88, 87, where he's sort of an older starring role. And I think that's a Danish film. And also The Immigrants from 1970, which is a movie I'd never heard of, but saw that it was nominated for Best Picture. And I was like, what? And I ended up watching it. And it's this really, really good film with him and Liv Ullman, where they're they're like kind of dirt poor you know, like tenant farmers in, I think, Sweden at like the turn of the century. And it's kind of about their lives. And then they're choosing to come to America and what that whole trip is like and being on the ship for three weeks. And it was just like a, a movie I, I ended up loving. and I'd never heard of it before. So that's kind of my final recommend for Max von Sydow is to watch The Immigrants, but also just anything else. I made like 200 movies. So just, yeah, RIP, dude. I was really hoping you'd hold out for an honorary Oscar, but 90 is a pretty good run. And that's it for this week. Stay classic. Coming in with a song dedicated to the straight-to-video Disney VHS about a baby, the secret of the lost legend, the little dinosaur, Justin Bieber's baby. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't make that funny. I'm just... this. No offense to Bieber. I just feel like this was so much longer ago. I know. Than 10 years. Uh, Baby, which I don't recognize unless it has Slipknot music behind it, because that's one of the best mashups I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, Off of The Beebs' first album, My World 2.0, girl, come live in it. Um, (laughs) He really looks like a baby, too. He does. At this point. Which is bizarre. Like 17? Yeah. Yeah. His dad is my age. I will never get over that. (laughs) What? Uh, His dad is my age. I think. That's good advice for anybody who becomes a parent a little too early. Like, force them into show business. Yeah, make yeah. Ludacris You're already them. being irresponsible. Or no, Usher. Mm-hmm. Usher discovered him, that's right. Ludacris mm-hmm. just guessed it on this track. He did. Right. <laughs> he did. Uh, I don't know why I know this. And from here on out, I'll always love Rick and Morty's reference of just a black guy appearing rapping in the car of every song. Like, this should just be one of those. <laughs> <in> every, <laughs> every single track, and Rebecca Black and I will smile. Welcome to 2010, everyone. It's going to get weird. Got new releases. Justin Bieber, um, The Lord Giveth and Lord Taketh Away. The Scorpions have a new album out, too. (laughs) Sting in the Tail. They're really sticking with that theme. All right. Um, Drive-By Truckers uh, have the big to-do out. A A Woman Needs by Jessica Harp. Habits by the uh, the debut of The Neon Trees. Volume 2 by She and Him. Head First by Gold Frapp. uh, And Still Standing by Monica. I have to imagine it's a slam against uh, Brandy. Gotta be. I'm still here. I don't totally. care. You cannot have the They're boy. They're still beefing, <laughs> so. <laughs> not have the boy. Uh, I'm a B by the Black Eyed Peas is number one. Oh, and there's a tiny music news transition. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees include ABBA, Genesis, Jimmy Cliff, 
the Hollies and the Stooges. Once again, who were the Hollies? Everyone else I've heard of yeah. and know of. Uh, they always there's always one Same. band I don't know anything about. But stop, wet Dave. She's there. I say, please share my umbrella. Nope. I sorry. Yeah, I that, that took song. me a second. I got nope. it. I was gonna. I was gonna chastise yeah. you. And Jimmy Cliff, I've heard the name, and I imagine it is someone that my friend's dad's enjoy. It's Ray Ray Gay. Ray Gay. And um, oh, look at that. The news this week. Congrats to the happy couple. Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher. Mary, I have never seen Isla Fisher in anything again. She was in uh, Tag. She was? Okay. I never saw that. She's great in that. She's great in things. I just wish she would be in them more. Like, I don't know why. She was in Wedding Crashers. Yeah. She's great. That had already happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's just, I wish I, I would like to see her on the screen more for sure mm. and also oh, speaking of arrested development she's on on that that's oh, right yeah. rebel i also enjoy yeah. that they got married because it's rebel a tolly Howard. it's a tolly and a smolly and i like it when they get <laughs> i like it when those pairings happen oh, you're gonna love my lady holy shit oh i do love her yeah, it, looks, it looks like a bad vaudeville routine yeah <laughs> she's a foot and a half tall she is she is she is she is uh, buying up a bunch of Vern Troyer's clothes as we speak. <laughs> um, movies of two, 2010, March 13th to the 19th. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton's, is still number one at the box office. And the, uh, uh, yes, and we're all happy about it. There are a lot of movies Ooh, this yes. week, and we have to. We're going to have to uh, blow through a couple of them, such as The Reef. With uh, Damien Walsh Howling and Guyton Grantley. Looks like yeah. one, a shark movie that we might have missed, actually. No, we shark. saw it. Uh, mm-hmm. it just, yeah. I, would, ta- I don't think we talked about it, though. On I, would, our, I our wanted shark. to watch 47. It, what's the, the one with the uh, uh, fucking, oh, God, who's... Blake Lively? Yes. That was called, like, The Breaker or something like that. It was not this one. I know, but, like, no. that's the one I wanted to watch in yeah. 47 Meters Down, not this one. Right. And yeah. uh, the light... Well, this is an Aussie one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. The Light Keepers with Richard Dreyfuss and uh, Blythe Danner can't hold this a candle to the lighthouse. Like, this looks like a Hallmark movie that nobody told them was a Hallmark movie. It's like 1919 and they're like an old couple that has a lighthouse. And I just like to think that it, they go crazy and it's in black and white. Yes. And Oh, my God. I would Willem love that. shows up. I don't know. Get on your knees and bark like a dog. That's by Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Red Baron with a bunch of people's names I won't pronounce other than Till Schweiger. Because uh, he's awesome in Glorious Bastards. And Joseph Fiennes. Sure, why not? Shakespeare yep. and Love People. That guy's got to be in two more movies since the Oscar-winning Shakespeare and Love. And Handmaid's Tale. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's really good on that. Yeah. The Red Baron. I am hope I don't see Snoopy anywhere in this credits. Mm. No, it's about the real one. It's a German-produced movie, but in English, so it would have an international release. But like, there's questions about its accuracy and... It was sort of controversial in Germany to like make a movie where it's like uh-huh. there was a guy who was good at war. And he worked for like, our side. Hmm. Even though it's World War One. Yeah. And this is not a straight to DVD sequel to uh Jennifer Garner's Electra, Electrolux. It's got JGL and Carla Giacchino and Timothy Oliphant. No, but it is a sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel to a movie that we saw earlier, right? Yeah. The I want to say it's not women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. What? It's women in trouble. Women in trouble. Thank you. Women in trouble. Yes, we watched that. Uh, oh God, last year. What a great sometime? time. Last year. Yeah, and Carlo Gugino played a porn star. Who... Is that where she fucked Robert De Niro with his Kermit face? Oh God, I wish. No, that <laughs> no, was a different movie. God, no. <laughs> oh God, and uh, the Runaways with Dakota Fanning, Kristen Stewart, and Michael Shannon. Yeah, is out this week. 
I don't know this movie. It's great. Is it? Don't. Ah, yeah. I mean, yes. it's a bit paint-by-numbers biopic, but yeah. it's fun. It is very fun. Mm. It's a story of the runaways, Joan Jed and uh, oh. Shuri. I thought it was the Marvel adaptation that's What's finally it? on Hulu. Yeah. Well, no, it's just there to confuse you. Mm-hmm. All the kids realize that their their parents are villains and take them down. Oh. Mm. Uh, the Runaways. Let's hear a little bit of that Trey Trey. In rock and roll, there's a first time for everything. I'm Joan Jack. I want to start an all-go rock band. You know how many new bands think they're going to make it? Well, excuse me if I don't want to work at the Puppin' Fries for the rest of my life. We did it. We got signed. We got signed! Based on a true story, the Runaways have the most chance of any group I've seen to tear this world apart. They made history the only way they knew how. On their own. Rated R opens March 19th. This is super fun. Is it? I really liked it a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all the acting is great. I am very into Kristen Stewart and she is doing the Joan Jett work here. And yeah, I just really like it. And Michael Shannon is very fun in this too. He's really Shannoning all over the place, yeah. but in a way you've never seen before. Really showing you the shape of his water. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> wild. <laughs> That's a Michael line that I can never get out of my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's just fun. And yeah, Kristen Stewart is really good. She's really like, good. At first it was sort of like, I mean, Joan Jett, she's like, such a freaking icon of like badassery and oh, I knew Kristen Stewart from at this point where like, it's Twilight movies and I'm like oh mm-hmm. no and I'm like, oh, cheating on Cedar nope, Diggory I was wrong <laughs> I was wrong nope she clearly really connects with this character mm-hmm. and wants to kick some ass and does a really good job and mm-hmm. yeah it's fun and but it's a music biopic so there's some uh, notes you know that are gonna happen of course but no mom I don't give a damn about my reputation <laughs> yeah, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, yeah. is this is this next movie based on the popular PBS series? Oh God, it, I wish it is not. Oh, I was thinking of Wishbone, uh, but this is called The Ghost Rider, and has Timothy Hutton, Kem Cattrall, and Pierce Brosnan, and Ewan McGregor. Who are you? I'm your ghost. A ghostwriter for one of the world's most powerful men. Former British Prime Minister Adam Lang is back in the news. Has discovered a dangerous secret. You're looking for a war criminal. You don't have any proof. You get us the proof. That will put his life at risk. You do realize how serious this is getting. From Academy Award-winning director Roman Polanski, Owen McGregor, Pierce Brosnan, Kim Cattrall. I know about you and the CIA. <laughs> the Ghostwriter, rated PG-13. Opens in select cities Friday. So I... Either the the trailer gave everything away, or there's yet another twist that we don't know about yet. Yeah, there's some twists in there. Yeah, it's twisty. Did, they gave some of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then Pierce Brosnan refuses to leave England, so he's not extradited for his crimes. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. It's the most personal movie I've ever made. <laughs> well, yeah, that's was real fun reading through like production filming locations. Mm-hmm. Was like, oh well, what do we have that looks like Martha's Vineyard? Um. Potsdam, I guess, because we can't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just adding to the fun, I love. I know we talked about Polanski last week, but um, he was arrested on the way to the Zurich Film Festival to debut this, mm-hmm. and held by the Swiss police for extradition to the U.S. He was put on house arrest when this movie. He was under house arrest when this movie came out, and uh, eventually, so I think. Uh, we talk about it like next month or something. Eventually, he is released, uh, not extradited to the U.S. Why? So, 
I don't know. <sighs> they just kind of said, like, ah, we don't know if we should hold him anymore. And it's like, why why don't you? Just do it. Just extradite him and Send let's get him this over. over with. Yes. It's not like he's facing the death penalty. <sighs> let's just get it over with. I have a better solution. Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because the the woman who is at the center of all this is like, I don't want to relive this anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want anything yeah. to do with this. And if, if that's all the world's going to think of him. Am I misremembering mm-hmm. this, though? Is, isn't the trial over? It's just the sentencing? Or I, no? I don't know. Um. Yes and no. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like the trial was over, but they kind of kept adding time. It was like, oh, you have to go to the mental hospital and get checked out, <sighs> and then you're supposed to do 30 days, and uh, maybe we're going to make it six years. We don't know. Ugh, okay. Yeah. No, they were fucking around in the trial. Mm. I think there there was some shenanigans going on that he was not getting a fair shake. But mm. you know, framing a guilty man. Mm. It's like <laughs> it's like well, everybody's wrong, but. But some are a lot wronger than others. Uh, wow. And we do have one of our instances. If you'd like to see more of this movie, it is all free on YouTube officially and legally. Oh. Yes. Yep. Uh, and it's pretty good. That's the it thing, is. though. It, it is, really actually. Like, yeah. Fucking can't. St- like, every time we talk about a Polanski movie, even mm-hmm. just, just The Night Gate, which is, like, cheesy fun, this mm-hmm. is, like, solid thriller fun. Like, this yes. is a very nicely done political thriller. I'm not going to say I was tricked into watching this, but I do have to say that I found out that this was a Polanski film <laughs> well, after it was over. Really? Yeah. Did you skip the opening credits? I don't know. I just... I, I imagine most film I, companies might do that with his movies, uh, too. I imagine they're not saying a Roman Polanski <laughs> yeah. film at the top. I wouldn't. Um, my question about this, though, is why is Kim Cattrall in this? And by the way, she's good, and why isn't she in other things? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is weird. It's she's, super weird. I've only seen her in cornball shit, and yes, I'm including her appearance as Samantha. Yes. And on, on the Agree. big screen. Which yeah. I, a role I really like, but like, mm. I don't know. I also like City Limits. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> She's at like the prime age to be playing, you know, uh, ba- a Corrupt badass senators. lady. Yeah, exactly. And and Christine yeah. Baranski style. Yeah, she'd and be a great villain. She needs to. And I'd like to see more of her. Me too. Yeah. I, I am fully endorsing this position. You're right. I want to see evil lawyer Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lady Macbeth Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like someone no, walks in the room. They all to, go to Glenn Someone Close. walks in the room to try and chart, like, I'm here to challenge you. And she, like, throws a man out from her lap. You do come at me. Oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd be so great. Be and I'll tell you yeah. what's not no, great. You're right. She's good in the, yeah, the ghostwriter. Again, your mileage may vary if you want to watch a Roman Polanski film. But now that we know it's free, maybe you should. <laughs> it's a good thriller, man. That's fair. Yeah, it is a good thriller. And I, I Sarah's like, I gotta go home and watch uh, Repo Man. I'm like, you lucky dog. Alex Cox is a genius. And like, oh, oh. I didn't know you meant this movie. Oh, Fuck I was gonna movie. say because you really endorsed this movie, <laughs> I and was, I got home. I and thought I was it was like, Repo Man. Repo what? Man. Yeah, <laughs> I was perplexed. <laughs> You didn't tell me it was the uh, Alice Braga, Forrest Whitaker, and Jude Law repo men. I'm from the union. I can pay. That's not my department. Their job was to repossess organs. Pretty impressive, boys. Until he needed one. No time at all. You're going to be back on your game. You're going to be knocking them back. On March 19th. Falling behind on payment. Everyone wants a piece of him. Now he's yours. What do you want to do? Finish this. Repo Man. Rated R. 
Snore. It's snore. a well. This movie's a bummer because I got through half of it mm-hmm. before Sam and I turned to each other and we were just like, I just can't. I don't like the show I'm this just much. Not feeling. I'm just not <laughs> feeling this. But it's terrible because I love the premise. I love the idea mm-hmm. that there's this like evil healthcare corporation that is you know in charge of. Uh, it's not transplants like of human organs, but it's like. Um, artificial organs mm-hmm. and you have to get on a payment plan and with 19.26 APR and if you don't <laughs> pay they come and re- repossess it it's a kind of a cool concept and it was giving me real minority report vibes too from That's the beginning all I think. and i but i there's but so many sci-fi he's and then he needs exactly what he does right, yes, and then he oh right. what a table flip and then Looper. he like meets a beautiful songstress who mm. has all these parts that she's overdue on and he completely jettisons his wife and child and goes on the lamb with this beautiful <laughs> song like it just is nonsensical mm, not it's just, too bad yeah because it could have been great, I think. Yeah. It's, I like the concept quite a bit as a sci-fi sort of comment on healthcare yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, God forbid you'd be able to have a payment plan for your health insurance, which you you don't. <laughs> you fucking mm. don't. No. <laughs> you have to have it all up front or nothing. Yeah. Although I was kind of surprised like looking at this and seeing like it has a very distinctive look that, yeah, it's kind of minority reporty, but mm. like like the TV version. If there's a, if there's a minority uh, report TV show, yes. which – there probably is. Yeah. Um, that's what it would look like. And I realized, oh, it's directed by Miguel Shapochnik. Who, you say? The mm-hmm. guy who directed all the best episodes of Game of Thrones. That's who. Oh. He found his, after this did not do very well, he ended up finding his niche in TV and directing like a ton of TV. But like all the big battle episodes of Game of Thrones, like Hard Home mm-hmm. and Battle of the Bastards, that's him. Oh, wow. So he is a solid director, mm-hmm. but not on this one, man. No. Nope. Mm. I can't imagine. I can't. It looks. It looks very studio e. Probably not mm. going to be very great to a high concept science fiction movie. Yeah. Please dumb this down yeah. as much as possible. Do not. We do. Yeah. We do not need a Morpheus in here explaining how this actually works. Just turn Ugh. the tables on him. Even Hurry. though you're <laughs> in it, leave Schreiber. <laughs> yes. Your doppelganger oh, is also. Wish in I still. It. I wish yeah. I still look that skinny. <laughs> Chewing up the scenery. I, I almost want to recommend instead of watching repo man you watch something with a vaguely similar idea which Surrogates? is repo the genetic opera there you go <laughs> <laughs> because at least there you get to see paris hilton with her face off hey i want and they're my singing. <laughs> and you want to talk about dumb down i was gonna say you talk about the dumbest thing we will talk about Oof. probably this year yeah it's real bad y'all. the bounty hunter mm-hmm. wow really i didn't know it was like that that bad I yeah. always say well, we we acted way too fast in making Gerard Butler a movie star. Oh, and great! I well, think Jennifer H. Boba ins- Fett did not show up at all. <laughs> yes, they're ruining uh, my childhood. Yeah, no dogs, no Bobas. Mm. Instead, we get Jennifer Aniston, who I think her agent should be executed in front of all of us. That woman has been in some of the <laughs> yeah. worst movies I've ever seen and can literally write her own ticket. And it's so weird though because <laughs> she's been in some really great ones too, like The Good Girl, yeah. Friends with Money, sure. Cake, Office like, Space, yeah. Office Space. Yeah, so. So she yeah. she has been in some really great ones, but they tend I to be indies, and any of her really big ones are good. Are filled with suck, and I remember this yeah. this getting totally dumped on. Uh, oh, is it Plane, Trains, and Automobiles meets Love Story meets a Bounty Hunter? It's Midnight yeah. Run with a fucking subplot. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it's Midnight Run, if, except for they are attracted to each other. Yeah, 
You're telling me that I'll get five grand to go pick up my ex-wife and bring her to jail? <laughs> what if you had a chance to get back at your ex? <laughs> this spring. Hello, Nick. You are a bounty hunter. Yep. <laughs> From the director of Hitch. No! I won't even break a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I am sensing this. I'm not letting you take me to jail. Gerard Butler. Yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> the Bounty Hunter. Wow. Okay, so. <laughs> that was a fun. I think we're looking at something, uh, if you're wondering when ancillary rights to trailer music expires. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was so weird and yeah, fun. <laughs> maybe it was like right when YouTube copyright IDs started coming up. Like, no, we can't put this Smash Mouth song in here. Yeah. Uh, it's going to get a flag. <laughs> that but, is so weird because when I had that clip like maybe a week ago, there was music. Crazy. That's so weird. That's, that's so spooky. Yeah. Ah, it's like watching Big Bang Theory without the laughs, noises, and stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Just, I mean, I'm just, it's wrong. Or the Wonder Years with no narration. Mm. Yeah, the Bounty Hunter. This I didn't see weird. it. Yeah, it's ass. Well, <laughs> yes, it's absolutely dreadful. Don't watch it. It's I watched ass. it because I was, I'm, I like to take the, um, position of maybe this isn't as bad as we all think it's going to be and i will take the Aww. bullet and watch this i stopped di- and diving I those grenades a long time ago well i did and it's terrible <laughs> so don't watch it yeah it's it's, and it's nice to see some but i still think it's nice to see something that's so modernly terrible like yeah. ooh, this is this is terrible <laughs> in a way just, people should know better i just can't with gerard butler he just always yeah. feels like he's smirking at me i think i found the only person who likes gerard butler and i'm dating her it was weird and like, what? Yes. Uh, like, yeah, what? That's true. I, I we said, have had a conversation about this and I was taken you're aback. You're the one? Like, I was taken aback. I might have to go see a Gerard Butler movie? Oh my no, God. don't worry. You won't. <laughs> uh, and also out this week, is this a series of books or television shows? I'm an old man and, and not an authority. It's books. To be, speak- books. To be speaking about this. Uh, huge cast: Grayson, Russell, Owen, Fielding, Connor, Fielding, Chloe, Grace, Mortez, uh, Moretz. I think it's uh, Devin Bostic, yeah. Rachel Harris, Steve Zahn, Robert Capron, Zachary Gordon. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Let me just say for the record that middle school was the dumbest idea ever invented. This place is an intellectual wasteland. You got kids like me who haven't hit their growth spurt yet. Mixed in with gorillas who have to shave twice a day. Based on the best-selling book. Don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Don't sit down. So not happening. Ah, who am I kidding? You'll be dead or homeschooled by the end of the year anyway. Thank you for those words of motivational wisdom. 20th Century Fox presents Greg. I heard girls say that Bryce Anderson has a cute butt. A butt can't be cute. It's a butt. There's Bryce. Just be cool. Remember that exact conversation. I <laughs> still kind of like yeah. I still kind of get that conversation. You do. I don't really get butts. You are so. What is wrong with you? I'm a terrible wow. millennial. What is wrong with you? You're in timeout. <laughs> Leave butts alone. <laughs> it's all some of us <laughs> Again? have. Again, it's all some of us have. That's the meanest thing you've ever said. Uh, <laughs> you, you are overestimating your own butt. <laughs> no, I'm just saying how delicious I find most of them. Okay. Look at the butt on this cat. Yeah. God damn it! But. You can see the whole hole. I'm high Catrick. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't appreciate you objectifying Catrick Swayze. Catrick Swayze. He's, <laughs> he's in the studio. He's going to get. Anyway, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I never saw this. It's uh, the first of four mm-hmm. of uh, the Wimpy Kid series. You want to try naming the other ones? Because you can't. Um, <laughs> the, the Wimpy Kid Supremacy. And. Oh. <laughs> I think that's. The Wimpy Kid Ultimatum? Yes. 
Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wimpy Kid in the Deathly I... Hollows. And... <laughs> right. <laughs> and Wimpy Kid 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. And the, the ripoff, the Forbidden Kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh. I guess kids like these. Boy, boy, was YouTube confused when I just said, I just want to see the trailer for the 2010 film. It's like, did you mean Diary of a Wimpy Kid Roderick rules? Like, no, I fucking didn't because that's not from 2010. How about Dog Days or The Long Haul? No, I fucking don't. YouTube is screwing with me. They want me to watch all the Diary of the Wimpy Kid movies and I, I don't want to. I think Wimpy Even Kid. It looks fine. It and look- every review was like, it's fine. Well, and like we, we did a show last year. One of my favorite shows of the last year, as suggested by Sam, was to like a look at middle school and middle school depictions of pop culture. And it doesn't mm-hmm. happen that often because it's fucking horror. It's a mm-hmm. horror show every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah. It's worse than high school. It's not as it's elementary school is all pleasant. Everyone's friends. And it's I, true. I, it's, I, get, I got the vibes just from his trailer. Like, yeah. God, in the true. trailer, he says it's like Ugh. little kids and then like people just in, be quiet. Like finishing puberty, basically. You really don't want to be noticed yet. Yeah. Please just stay yeah. quiet. Oh, but goodness. not, you know, it's it's in a silly way, in a like, I'm going to beat you up after school kind of way, not in the, you know, like, horrible, welcome to the dollhouse, freaks and geeks kind of way of like, oh, I'm feeling this so much, I'm having flashbacks and I want to cry. Mm-hmm. No, that's, It's cute. Okay, as long as it's cute. I still think Wimpy Kid and Captain Underpants should fight it out, so I only have to remember one of them. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> difference between either of them, but I know I see them in Barnes and Nobles and multiplexes. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I'll tell you what thing I did see, and it was very. Mm. It was it was almost accidental. Uh, I was looking into a show. I started watching because the kids in the hall just had just announced <laughs> that they were going to return to Amazon with a kids in the hall yeah. show, and it occurred to me like I never saw the kids in the hall revival. Death comes to town from 2010 that started in Canada, I believe last week. It it will come to America eventually, but it came to a little channel called IFC, the Independent Film Channel, before they were hmm. producing a bunch of original comedies. And I, Isn't it always on, but slightly off? Yes, I believe <laughs> that's true. And if you ever liked a show on it that was funny, they've probably canceled it. Mm, and R.I.P. Mm, comedy bang bang. But they do at least give it a shot, and Brockmire's... Oh, I love Brockmire. Mm. Uh, but they they aired it, but like wherever I was, didn't I had no fucking access to IFC, and it had a, no Hulu integration, so I never saw a new season-long series from the kids in the hall. Death comes to town about a small town where literally death arrives and starts taking people in freak accidents. And I just have a... I just started watching this because, like, fuck, I'm a, I love Kids in the Hall. I think it's one of the most perfect sketch comedy shows of all time. It holds up very, very well. It's very cute and very dark at the same time. I love mm-hmm. it. Kids in the Hall is really good, and it's it's filmed beautifully on occasion in addition to the stage sketches. But uh, this is the characters, I believe, playing only a handful of characters in this little town of Shattuck. And literal death comes in the form of Mark McKinney's devil. But this is a character I really like named yes, named Heather Weather, <laughs> the weather lady, played by Scott Thompson. This is Heather Weather with breaking news. Mayor Bowman was discovered this morning with his lifeless head stuffed into his own mailbox. But as a trained meteorologist, I can tell you that he was discovered under partially cloudy skies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, uh, the on-set reporter couldn't show up, so the weather girl had to do the scene. Um, I love that. <laughs> and I think, I think Scott, I think I read Scott Thompson was going through chemo at the time, so his big character here is completely without hair. 
Oh, wow. And uh, he's still doing the role. And I just like Bruce McCullough's final line. It's the guy, the big city lawyer coming to figure this all out. This little tiny hick town sure does stink. Woo! What a shithole! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, unlike Brain Candy, all the kids wrote this. Uh, Dave Foley was not off on his news radio stint. And it's not bad. It's just, it's fucking weird. And I kind of prefer, I don't know, I think sketch comedy appeals to the ADD in me, so having to focus on a whole story is a little weird. But, like, this is good. And I feel like most people in the world have never seen it. It's never been available in HD. It was included on the recent Mill Creek uh, Complete Kids in the Hall collection, which is nice. So I just went ahead and fucking bought that. Because the Kids in the Hall season sets used to be, like, $80 a piece. Mm. Uh, so now you can get the whole like the whole shebang for, like, 50 but I'm, I haven't finished it yet, but I really like it. Okay. Ah, yeah, the cats aren't getting along yet. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, the cats can't decide which kids in the hall they like more. But I think Death Comes to Town is worth a shot. It's, again, it comes out in Canada mm. now. And in a world where people were still ignoring BitTorrent, it, it doesn't come to America for a while. Mm. And on mm. SNL, I never saw this Jude Law hosted with musical guest Pearl Jam. I uh, did not see that episode. <laughs> But uh, in even bigger television news, the Pacific miniseries debuts with uh, James Badge Dale, Joseph Mazzello coming back yeah. to work with Spielberg for the first time since Jurassic Park uh, and John Seda. Hmm. And I, I've seen Band of Brothers like 11,000 times. I've yeah. seen this once. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> I, I have not seen the Pacific, but I remember talking to my parents about it, about like, oh, should I watch it? And they felt like, and I think a lot of people felt like the Pacific was maybe not as popular because the Pacific theater was so much, so brutal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mm. barbaric. And it's more grotesque and it's more complicated than yeah. like. Yeah, the guys in the brown suits are bad. Right. And they're Nazis. Right. Like, it was a really, really complicated and very brutal mm -hmm. theater as opposed to, yeah. I mean, everything was brutal. Mm -hmm. uh, do not get me wrong. But, you know, as opposed to the European theater, which is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. might have been kind of hard to uh, watch and process again. I, 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 I love yeah. watching no, um, World War II cartoons in like the first like in the private snafu box set, like mm -hmm. the first things are like, don't say things because there might be German spies everywhere. And then it, the focus switches to the Pacific theater and like malaria and massage parlors mm -hmm. and a bunch of weird shit you've never seen as an American. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a bunch of yeah. stuff you never thought you had to worry about because of the, the, the theater itself is so different. Yeah, Katie. Part of the other problem with it is like they, they pick a couple people, you know, to follow. Mm -hmm. as the series goes on but you know band of brothers is like a group of guys and they go through all this stuff and mm -hmm. i feel like part of maybe the ping-ponging back and forth between a couple different guys right. maybe that doesn't give it quite the same oomph you're right we, you know? we're living in like a, but, a, a streamy world at this point and having to wait a week and like wait where were we and who are we yeah, following it was confusing yeah it's like wait was that the guy that was in australia or is that the guy who like shot so many guys that they piled up and he had to push over the pile of bodies to shoot uh. more guys. Uh, are we in Guadalcanal or Pelelu? I forget. Mm. Um, but it is really fucking good though. Yeah. Uh, I started rewatching it and I was immediately just like, God damn, this is such a spare, no expense sort of thing, man. It's like so much of the time. It's like, I feel like I'm there and mm. I hate it. Mm. <laughs> Don't yeah. be in the jungle with a dead body. I'm glad it, it exists because mm -hmm. I don't think we see that side of World War II mm -hmm. um, as much. And so, yes, I'm glad. I'm definitely glad that it exists. But I don't know if I'm down to revis revisit it. I, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. A Band of Brothers, I think, uh, 
traveled so far in the zeitgeist because it would get rerun on non-HBO channels every V-Day. Mm. And I haven't really seen that happen. Even though I'm positive I saw it happen once or twice at the Pacific, but Band of Brothers is the closest thing to like a <laughs> Christmas special for dads exclusively. Uh, that would yep. run all the time. Yeah. And I don't think this one has had yeah, the amount of time. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. It's mm-hmm. the perfect time for it. And I know I bought it for my dad, so I, I can always borrow it from him if we mm. want to see it. Uh, somebody needs to speak to the Scrubs finale because I can't. <laughs> you weren't watching? No, no I was not. I, I, I think about... I probably dropped off when JD Zach Brack left. He was he was still narrating left. the show. I'm going off I a think community he was still joke. Narrating and maybe dropping in here mm-hmm. and then, but no. At this point, I there was like was, a new group of students. And yeah, shit. I was just not a, yeah. really aware of what was going on in Scrubs, but I know there are people out there who absolutely love Scrubs and watch it till the very end. Mm. I would like to hear from these people because, yeah, I well, did not. I should look into that. I just assumed. Yeah, <laughs> right. no. I don't know why I assumed you were there. Oh, oh well, because, because I, I see most situation comedies. And so. I remember being in your house at the time like, you like Scrubs? What's wrong with you? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. You had a bunch oh, of box sets. Yeah, I know. It's not bad. Fun. Yeah, you're fucking rude. <laughs> this is a long time ago. Yeah. You were annoying back so then, this too. Is, this is after the hop, the channel hop, because it was on right. ABC. Right. And then they canceled it and ABC picked it up for two more seasons. It was, it was right. owned and, by and, ABC. They made the pilot and decided to reject it. NBC said, it's the same situation with, I think, Brooklyn Nine-Nine right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, so, they, so we got passed around twice? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That it was, it was paid for by a network that rejected it. And then eventually once, oh, we already own the show anyway and people want to see it revived. Let's mm-hmm. just do that. Mm-hmm. And they did. And but not in its most popular incarnation. Yeah. Uh, but you get a get a good syndication package out of it. You get one more season out of it. I mean, it. I think a big thing for Scrubs was the um, natural chemistry between Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. honestly, they are so great together. I mean, I know people have feelings about Zach Braff, and I don't think I think everyone's feelings are valid about that. But <laughs> they do have such a great best friend chemistry on the show and i do believe like just looking at instagram things that i've seen or whatever they are best friends in real life to the point where i think maybe (laughs) someone named their kid after the other one so yeah like they're really good friends and i as we all know i love best friends so (laughs) i really love i always loved their chemistry and i think that was part of the reason why i kind of dropped off as soon as you know that wasn't a main focus of the show chocolate bear he's all alone now eagle (laughs) pretend i get that um anyway all right moving into video games again we'll go in more into depth on this on patreon patreon.com slash laser time support our whole network and i'll love you forever uh but you got to say goodbye to xbox live they just cut the cord on the og xbox and that pretty much means halo 2 like the one of the biggest online games of all time you can no longer play and that will eventually be remedied but for now it's over which is weird, but it's been you know, it's been a good nine years so that that shit's been online. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Episodes from Liberty City finally comes to PS3 and PC over a year after exclusively hitting Xbox. That was a big get for Microsoft. That's why they won that console generation. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Convention, a game I, I love so much, I demanded to review it for my place of business. And I remember I made a gif of the main character really slapping the hell out of the woman in the first five minutes. Because, like, why the fuck does this game start like this? This is ridiculous. Uh, but it's something I would probably get roasted on the internet forever for had I done ten years later. Hmm. And one of my favorite games of all time is re-released on Xbox Live Arcade. Final Fight Double Impact. Called Double Impact because it includes a port of the fucking 
loincloth and sandal magic sword. I, that, <laughs> it just has a ra- <laughs> it's paired with a random arcade game hmm. called Double Impact, but it's it's a beautiful arcade port of the original Fatal Fight, one of my favorite games of all time. Mike Hagar for president of everything. Um, yes, and that is we'll talk more in depth about that on our Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time this week, brought to you by our wonderful executive producer, Raymond Covey, and many other fine folks at patreon.com slash laser time for with the price of a cup of coffee. You can really help your boys out and girls mm-hmm. uh, survive a little bit in these hard, hard coronavirus strewn times. Raymond Covey, mm. you're making us feel cozy. Mm, pretty good. <laughs> All right. So you should be his campaign manager. Uh, we also on Patreon will very soon have something Star Wars related for you. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in addition to a weekly bonus show every week where this week we're talking about traumatic kids movies, a little bit of politics. I need cat help very terribly, so if you can help me out, please listen to that show and comment there, because I can't be forced <laughs> to read more than one web page. I'm just kidding. Patre- <laughs> Patreon. Patrons are the That's only fair. ones who are deserve to comment on that shit. Uh, <laughs> Diana, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at ListeningNerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D, or follow the show at 302010podcast, 302010podcast. And with with that out of the way, it's time to get to the deaths and births. We figure out who was born and who died during this period, March 13th to the 19th of uh, either 1990, 2000, or 2010. As we all know, I'm way better at this than Sarah, and have been dominating her for some time. False. Fo- no, I, uh, that's how false. I remember it. It was at least last week. That's all I remember. I'm like the president. Like, I can only remember back a week in time. I feel like last week was embarrassing <laughs> for both of us, actually. Oh, God, was it? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, but All who, right, who so did? before we get to birthday quiz, uh, let's talk about who died. In 2010, we lost Peter Graves, who was 83, oh. from Mission Impossible TV show, or Airplane, or Biography on Amy. Or Them on Mystery Science Theater 3000. He oh. fought giant grass. Wait, was he in Them? Or no, or Beginning of the End. Beginning of the End, that's what it is. Sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's in a couple really good ones. Uh, Peter Graves. Uh, then in 1990, we lost uh, Capuchin, who was 62. She was in the Pink Panther the original Pink Panther and mm. a bunch of other stuff. And Robin Harris from wow. House Party that we talked about last week was only 36 and he had a heart attack. Oh, wow. man. That is bullshit. Wow. And yeah, his, his legacy for me, I, I know I saw one of his stand-up specials at like a sleepover, but I wasn't really old enough to appreciate stand-up. But like Baby's Kids mm. is... I, I snuck out of summer camp to see that in a the theater with my buddy Shit Steve. Oh. Uh, yeah, we got caught and got in trouble and booted out of camp for a week. Wow. All because of Bebe's kids. And he had already died, but he's like animated. He had done the voiceover. So it's like it's weird to have that one last piece of uh, Robin mm-hmm. Harris. Because I don't mm-hmm. know yeah. much about his legacy as a comedian. But yeah, he, some of him is in there and some of it is, is someone else's just sounds yep. a lot like him. But yes, yeah, because he had this whole bit about like, Going out with his girlfriend, his girlfriend's like, oh, take my friend's kids with me. My friend, baby. And it's these like super obnoxious kids that drive him insane. It's it's one of the most bizarre formats for an animated movie ever, but I loved it. (laughs) And it has a Super Nintendo game, so we can all enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah, 36. 36. I was having a heart attack. I Mm -hmm. tried to look into that of like, was there like, did they get further? Did they come around and say like, oh, they had a congenital defect or he was on drugs or no. What the fuck? doesn't make any sense especially if you look at how i live my life i've been like trying to have a heart attack for at least the last seven years and it hasn't happened Mm, for me i've seen your refrigerator Mm -hmm. lots lots of lunchables it's all dips and lunchables (laughs) (laughs) and with that we got to talk about the birthday quiz birthday oh birthday is a doodly doo a ding dong doodly doodly ding dong doo all right, let's talk about someone, another person turning 50 years old. 50. 
like to bend Fit. and stretch. Is that We've he... talked about her a lot, actually. Mm. But wait, do we have an early guess? What? Well, it's, okay. it's, it's just that it's never Bruce Willis. Oh. And I know we share a birthday. Is so I just it? <laughs> 50. Jennifer Lawrence. I remember the name. <laughs> it's, All right. Uh, Dakota wait, Fanning. Chris, which is, what's your birthday? Uh, March 19th. Okay. Oh, I'm really close. Mm. I should start. You know what? I was going to say I should start doing people's that are on your birthday, but then that's an unfair advantage. You might know. Already. I have always, in five years, I assumed you would have picked Bruce Willis once, and you never <laughs> he's, have. He's on your birthday? He is my birthday, I yes. don't know any of my birthday <laughs> twins. It's just go to IMDb I've, and your birthday. I've actually personally known many people who share my birthday, like friends and, you know, parents of friends and Hitler. whatnot. No. 420? That's 420. <laughs> we all know this. The sex number. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, but a woman Julianne Moore. My guess is Julianne Moore. No. Because okay. she'd be older than 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. she was born March 18th, 1970 in Newark, New Jersey, and is the first hip-hop artist with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. Queen Latifah. It is Queen Latifah! Oh, shit! Bam! In your face! All right, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's fine. Do you remember what her name is, though? Because we <gasps> had, like, a whole episode we kept coming back to this. i positive it's Dolores Umbridge. I, 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 I actually not far I, off. I'm, I'm pretty positive. Fair it's guess. Dana Owens. Dana Owens. Dana Owens. You're right. you kind of had the sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Miss Dana Owens from Newark, New Jersey, better known as Queen Latifah, is 50s mm-hmm. this week. Uh, we talked about her album All Hail the Queen, which released when she was 19. We've also talked about <gasps> Valentine's Day, Stranger Than Fiction, Hoodlum, Bringing Out the Dead, Hairspray, Ice Age The Meltdown, Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Sphere, Secret Life of Beasts, Bone Collector, Living Out Loud, Set It Off, Mad Money, Perfect Holiday, Last Holiday, and Starring on Living Single for Five Years. Oh, Woo! didn't have Bring Down the House in there. I guess gotta wait. We haven't uh, hit it. We oh, haven't hit it. Steve Martin puts on that basketball jersey and pretends to be black. I'm transported. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I did not realize $5 billion in worldwide box office. Damn. Good job. And Mostly those Ice Age movies. Yeah. Yeah. And they bringing pay down the, the house. Bills. <laughs> it was like a three hundred million pay dollar. The bills. That's right. Um, and up until I, they were became Disney characters, you could see them at SeaWorld. But <laughs> I'm guessing no more. Uh, I always thought what it's the one hell of my. Do like mammoths and sloths have to do with SeaWorld? Uh, I don't know, but you could. Yeah, there was Ice Age things in SeaWorld. Ice World. turns into water. Bang bang boom. And there so, you go. In terms of my uh... my favorite on screen couples, you got to give it up to. <laughs> Queen Latifah and Ray Romano. Oh, like, yeah. I really... Like, 100%. Yeah. Can I stay in your house for just a week? This seems wonderful. <laughs> He's a schlubby guy, and she's a big lesbian. And... <laughs> she's in the glass closet. Yes. It's fine. I, I'm so yeah. sorry. Anyway. don't You don't want to side with Foxy Brown in that beef, man. That was not cool. Okay. They had they had diss tracks back and forth. Foxy Brown, that was one of her big things. So, like, we all know you gay. And it's like, dude, not cool. Not cool. Um, not cool of me to do either. So uh, write me at um, it's me Sarah on Twitter. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're gonna close out with a Lombada theme song by Co Coamo Como. How, how do you say Kaoma? it? Kaoma. It is the official song off of shit. Lombada or the Forbidden Dance. Is the Lombada. The Forbidden Dance is got this one. And then the, the movie just called Lombada has a different song that here are the entire lyrics. Lombada, Lombada. <laughs> Masterful. Uh, You're welcome. That last part could have brought out Daffy Duck. That was wonderful, Diana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Um, we're going to close out with Kaoma with Lombada, a.k.a. Uh, Yarando Seafway? Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Hey, someone. Yeah. Great job. Gold star for Chrissy. Um, yeah. I ended up going down uh, one of those rabbit holes where I found out, oh, they fucking ripped the song off. And then someone ripped it off from them, too. So, yeah. Dang. Mm. We should be calling it Yorando Sefue. Yorando Sefue. Okay. All right. We'll close out with that. Thank you so much for listening. Maybe tell a friend we love you. Consider Patreon.com slash LaserTime. Support all our shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, Laser Time, Bonus Time, and something Star Wars coming very, very soon. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Let's close out with some forbidden dancing. Do what you'd like. Lombada! Lombada!